There is no exploration in Metroid. Everybody, welcome to RPG Cast episode 500. We're here. We're back after six weeks off. Uh, Anna Marie and I went on vacation. Woo! Apparently, I'm all alone. Did you have a good time? Uh, yes. Anna Marie and I took a little cruise. We went across the Atlantic, visited some European countries, had the flu in Norway, and then spent a week in Amsterdam. So, you know. It was awesome. We got to see Avengers Endgame in a Dutch theater, though, so that was neat. They had, like, uh, fill-your-own-M&M cups there. It was fun. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. Was it uh, Was it being shown in English? Yes, uh, yes. with Dutch subtitles. Well, only uh, bus- kids' movies bus- get dubbed. How busy was it? Um, not at all. There were eight people in it. Yeah, because I remember a long time ago when my dad took us on holiday to Paris. We did something similar. I can't remember what, what film we saw, but we went to a French theater that was showing a film in English with French t- subtitles. We were the only people in there. Um, so in it our was case, also the time of the day. Because... It was yeah. It was uh, morning on a Sunday. Yeah. Oh. And well. yeah, exactly. And Al, everybody who was in that theater was at the Detective Pikachu screening. Hmm. So when we got out of the movie, it was just all these just sea of kids talking about Pikachu. So Detective Pikachu was good. I'm hearing I haven't, I'm I hearing haven't it's a it solid yet. kids movie and don't expect too much from it is what I've been told. Um it's if you're like huge into Pokemon, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's not gonna like light the world on fire or anything, but I, I had a lot of fun with it and uh, there was a couple of scenes where I was laughing pretty hard. I mean, Ludicolo is now basically my spirit animal, but... <laughs> I, I heard some some people saying, oh, I really like the garlic Pokemon. The Bal- garlic Pokemon. Balbasaur. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, I... right. Joining me today uh, for our 500th episode celebration, Anna-Marie Privetier. Hello. Kelly Ryan. Hello. Alice Wilkinson. I have been here for far too long. Alice, uh, Jonathan Stringer. How's it going? And uh, Pascal Takaya. Hi. Hi. I, I've been here since episode one, and I can prove it. I'm Chris Privetier. I have also been here since episode one. So there. I don't know. I don't remember which was my first episode. Yep. I, I know my first episode. I've been listening for a long time. So I've been with you in spirit. There you go. I like that. I think I've only been here since the 400 sometime. Um, so we are we going to talk about our now playing first or we do clip reminisce first? Uh, we're, let's reminisce first. Reminiscence? Yes. Okay. So we had a, a call out for people to submit their favorite clips to the show. And um, we have a collection of those here. And so we're going to listen to them and react together. Um, I don't know if this is going to come off as really awkward or really funny, but uh, uh, 
we're going to give it a shot. So first up, we have a clip um, about... Um, Kelly's favorite episode. Kelly's favorite episode, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, let's do this. All right, here we go. Okay, cool. And you're right. I want to be... the In any MMO I play, usually my first choice is the smallest character race there is. How come you're not a gnome? I have a gnome. I'm playing a gnome right now in WoW. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you're one of our few Lalafell uh, guild members, aren't I you? I sure am. Lalafell. I think, yeah, Glenn is currently our main Lalafell. Yeah, because Scorn, Scorn uh, race changed himself. <laughs> Shaka, when the Lalas fell. <laughs> wow, okay. that was nerdy. That's, that's good. <laughs> you that's like good. it though? Oh, yeah. I bet it was a game. You know what? I think that's going to be the podcast title. Shaka when the lalas fell. Yes. <laughs> that way we can. That way we can spam up the. Uh, we can spam up the quotes. Uh, spam up the thread with quotes from that episode. I made okay. sure to write it down so you wouldn't forget it. Awesome. So what I like about that clip, um, besides the nerdy Star Trek reference, is that you can literally hear me Googling for the correct phrasing of that quote before I make the joke, because I can never remember what the term is that comes before, before the walls fell, or when the walls fell. Oh, Shaka. Yeah, I had to look that up. (laughs) And my favorite part is, is you don't actually give his full name because his full name is Scrawny, which makes no sense now that he's not a Lollafell. Who's Scrawny? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So to explain that one, um, for people not in the uh, the RP, you know, the Res Arcana on Leviathan, uh, Scrawn's full name is Scrawny with an apostrophe in there somewhere. Ankle biter. Oh, that's what that's supposed to <laughs> because, say. Because because oh. Scrawn is Scrawn originally rolled as a Lala and then changed to uh, Cat Girl roughly around the time that he got in game married to his boyfriend. Are they a dragon now? Because it seems like the next stage. No, I think oh. I think he's still a Cat Girl. Okay. So that was RPG Cast three hundred and thirty-seven. Shaka when the walls and- fell. And um, that clip cracked me up because I think I literally just watched that episode the night before. Ah. Or I, or th- that episode was very recent in memory. So hearing that reference, I just I had to pause the cast and take a knee. I was laughing so hard because it just caught me so off guard. So that was published February 14th, 2015. Alice and Chris are stranded on a lonely planet. Meanwhile, Anna opens up a hole to the meat dimension on the holodeck. Finally, Alex gets the ire of the crew when they find him Googling Khan Academy genetics. Okay. That was the blurb. Oh, because I just made a bunch of Star Trek jokes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that figures. All right. Next up, we've got a clip from the first episode. Oh, Oh, what's up, Pascal? Did did you realize Khan Academy is an actual thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't know how deep that hole went. No, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was probably me quoting Riker Googling. <laughs> I, I probably didn't come up with it myself. All right, so here we go. Uh, more awkwardness to come. Here we go. Got our panel here for our very first episode. We want to thank you all for joining us. Um, this week, we've got myself, Chris Privetier. We've got the site president, Michael Tidwell. We've got 
ahead of interaction, Brian Boulet, and we've got a reviewer, Anna Marie Newfeld, and we are here and excited. So everybody say hi. Hello. Hi there. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So as you can tell, excitement levels are high for our first episode. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Episode one, shovelware. You guys sound like babies. Well, well, part Anna. of that is because of yeah. a recording sample conversion thing that was going on that made everyone's voice a tiny bit higher than I'm normal. like, why? And it was great because I'm taking this clip and Chris is like, that's Noodle. And I'm like, like I was sure no, it was not. Noodle. <laughs> He's like, no, that's Noodle. I'm like, no, Chris, that's me. Yeah. He's like, no, that is not you. It is Noodle. I mean, and Chris does sound like, like, I don't know. He sounds like the awkward teenager in every 90s comedy film. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got it. For for you tech nerds, that was recorded at forty four kilohertz and played back at forty eight kilohertz is what was going on there. So <laughs> All right. And yeah. here's the show description. RP Gamers Podcast abuse with a chat about the week's news, a look at Wild Arms Five and a discussion of re- recent releases, Blue Dragon and Heroes of Mana. This is our first podcast, folks, to be gentle. And thanks for supporting us as we get going. What People, was the what yep. was the date on that one? September eleventh, two thousand and seven. We've yeah. been doing this for eleven and a half years. You got it. Ugh, I'm too old for this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a PS two game. I think I was like in year two of my um furniture job. I think I just met my husband now boyfriend or boyfriend now husband. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to university. Apparently in that episode, I said Adrian's name is Adrian Den Uden or something then. Yeah. Den Uden instead of Den You still don't know how to pronounce his <laughs> well, name. Isn't it Den Uden? Yeah, it is. Yes, I had to prompt you about that yes. last night. Yeah, I know. And uh, we talked about uh, in some episode that we got a bad review on LiveJournal. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> What episode is that? I don't think in one hundred or I don't think I clipped that one. Twenty seven, maybe the exploration in Metroid episode, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I we were talking about all of these clips, and I mentioned in the RPG Cast Discord channel, it's like, oh no, stop the presses. So this next in this episode, someone leaves us a bad review on Live Journal. Yeah, this is uh this next clip is of all the kawaii things. So let's listen to this. No, I think our demographic really likes uh, the Atlas games, so. That tends to work yes. well. Yeah. Operation but, Darkness is oh, the one with the Nazis, right? Yes. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> not only Nazis, not only Nazis, but werewolves and vampires as well. You see, that's that's the makings of a Hallmark game right there. <laughs> oh yeah, of a Hallmark <laughs> game. Ooh, a Hallmark <laughs> game could be pretty good actually. You hit all three of the of the cutesy things: Nazis, werewolves, and vampires. <laughs> this is definitely going to sell well. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody liked my joke, which like I'm thinking like Hallmark, the card company, the greeting card company, like a game based on one of those stupid romantic movies. But no, they they weren't really making a lot of movies in March on March 31st, 2008. Oh, come so on. that that joke makes sense in context today, 11 years later, but not really back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So ep- that is, of course, episode 27. There is no exploration in Metroid um, where we get our most famous clip. Yeah. Um, Atlas announcements, Crisis Core, and Jack Thompson make up the brunt of this week's show. Plus, someone sells a Miyamoto signed Super Famicom. But all this pales to the fallout of Oliver's opinion of the Metroid series. Do you guys remember <laughs> when we used to have entire episodes about Jack Thompson, that uh, twat? I mean, 
what's that? What's I, history's repeating, and my head hurts. I, uh, <laughs> just, uh, uh, he, I hate. He did hate, eventually I, get disbarred, so we yeah, stopped did, hearing about him. Stop him, though. He's back, it, or he was back. Or he was back for again. a little bit, but yeah, he disappeared for a while. Yeah, and it was it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. All right. Still trying to figure out what my first episode was. I think Lucifer was a guest, and Manny was still on the show. I don't know oh, when about likely. that was. Yeah, let's yeah. see. But Lucifer was anything. yeah. He only came. It was like his last guest showing. I think. Oh wow. Uh, there are. I think there are reasons for that. Yeah. I think it was like 2012 ish, maybe. Oh wow. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's is, early in the here's show. Here's our here's our last clip for today with a Lucifer in it, and then I think we move past that era. Let's see. Here we go. Would you like to try one of our extra value meals? Like- All right. So some context. Lucifer went to McDonald's. Um, he wanted breakfast. Would you like to try one of our extra value meals? I'm like, no. No, actually, I would like a sausage biscuit and two hash browns. And then I get the real voice of the person who says, we're on lunch. I said, what? Said, you're on mm-hmm. lunch. I said, what do you mean you're on lunch? She said, we're only serving lunch now. I said, oh, okay. Well, when do you start serving lunch? 11 o'clock. I looked at my clock, and it was 6 minutes to 11. I said, how long have you been on lunch? About 10 minutes. Well, it's not 11 o'clock yet. It's 6 minutes to. And she said, well, we start by our clock in here. I was like, oh, well, your clock in there isn't the real clock. So how am I supposed (laughs) to know when 11 o'clock is? (laughs) <laughs> he said i don't what and i'm like well real time says that it's not 11 and you say that it was 11 10 minutes ago so you're not using real time so how do i know what time is the time for lunch because you're not on real time you're on pretend mcdonald's time she said do you want lunch or not <laughs> I said, no, I want a sausage biscuit and two hash browns, which apparently isn't lunch. And she said, no, that's breakfast. I said, yes. Yes, it is. I love the obvious. No, it's breakfast. Thanks. I wasn't sure about that. But it's not 11 o'clock yet. And she said, actually, if you look, you'll notice it is 11. I looked at it. It was 11 o'clock. I said, it's only 11 o'clock because I've been arguing with you before. (laughs) You actually argued with the driver lady for six minutes. No, for four minutes, and it was four to eleven. It was fifty-six after. I'm sorry. So I'm like, well, yes, only because I've been arguing with you for four minutes. Yes, it is now eleven o'clock. She goes, "Do you want lunch?" I'm like, "No, I don't want lunch. <laughs> I don't want lunch, and I will not be frequenting your establishment again." Good. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> See, that's kind of dated because I think McDonald's does yeah, do something. They do breakfast all day, all day now. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Probably because and of let that, me tell that you how outcry. excited Lucy was when he found out that McDonald's was going to do breakfast all day. Yeah. So that was um, episode 50, Stop That Train, I Want an Egg McMuffin. And please, <laughs> please, please, if you haven't listened to that episode in its entirety, you need to. Because after the escapades of the sausage McMuffin and two hash browns, Lucy pre- proceeds to beat Poet out, Stop That Train, I Want to Get Off. Yeah, and it is amazing. It, it, that clip cracked me up because I just picture Lucy having this like a t- 
super mega atomic clock on his wrist <laughs> that's like the in most car, accurate yeah. clock in the world. <laughs> like the uh, the countdown to doomsday clock or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scientists move it up by a minute. That that was um that was put out September fifteenth, two thousand and eight. Our fiftieth episode caps off with Sean's experience at a McDonald's that operates in an alternative timeline. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, the panel covers a new Fantasy Star game, an enhanced version of The Witcher, and a new Mega Ten game. Ethos also pops in to share his thoughts on the upcoming Dragon Quest Four for DS. Yes. <sighs> All right. Next up, uh, we've got a clip from later on in the series where uh, we get a voicemail. Someone has a question for us. Oh, talking is what you're supposed to do in a podcast, so you're excused. All right. Well, that's what we've been playing. So let's jump into the question of the week. Oh, we didn't have one. And all right. So I've got one piece of feedback and it's awesome. So let me play this for you. It's a it's a phone call. Um, Yeah. See if you guys can figure out what they're talking about. Hi, my name is Vicki Schaefer. Um, I saw the horse Henry online wondering if you still have him I'm interested in if you could give me a call back. Six away. Yeah, I'm going to cut off there for the phone number. So, yes, somebody wants to buy our horse, Henry. Um, I don't know what they're talking about. We do not have a horse, Henry, online. And, um, yeah, thank you very much, though, for the call. I'm, I'm glad you're interested. We, we talk about RPGs here, and you can get a horse mount in World of Warcraft, so maybe you can name it Henry. Um, I know no, that... Henry is the name of... Um... Yeah, Scott Johnson's cat in World of Warcraft, so you're supposed to obey Henry. Yeah, sorry, I, I don't know what they're talking about, so... I Apparently, that was <laughs> I, okay. All I can find is John Henry, a horse who had thirty-nine wins and is worth like six million dollars. Oh, who earned six million dollars? I would love to sell her that horse <laughs> for like ten million. Yes, I'll give her a deal. Uh, just two million. <laughs> horse Henry, come on! You could put him off the stud. He's worth more than that alone. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good at husbandry, so I I wouldn't have even thought of that. So, all right. Um, I'm saying, imagine a bunch of little baby Henrys. That's like $5 million Henry's? a piece. Oh, so you think? Well, hey, if the big daddy can win six million, over $6 million in I just, I just don't have wins. room for a horse here, so I'm just going to sell oh. it. it he, the horse would not enjoy our backyard. Hmm. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, it wouldn't It wouldn't lend to his uh, his studying. No, probably not. I'm pretty not. sure that there are bylaws in Madison that we're not actually allowed having farm animals inside of Wouldn't he just die from the snow? Like, city limits. Just, horses don't die from snow. Plenty of people he does have, like your 20 guys, feet of snow every year. Plenty of people have horses around here, and you can see them even in the winter, and they, they do know how to stay out of the snow. Usually you put them in a barn during the snowstorm. Do you have a barn to put them in? That's what I'm saying. Um, no. <laughs> so he would die from exposure. Put him exactly. in the garage. <laughs> Just next to the car. All right, Henry, don't breathe in the fumes. Just stay right there. Well, I'd have to park the car outside. I suggest that I should uh, take him to work. Just ride him into work. But uh, no, we don't have Henry the horse. Still don't have Henry the horse. We're still on the lookout for Henry the horse. Have you found Henry, Anna? Nope. Nope. <sighs> So that was episode 299, I Want to Buy a Horse. Um, very, very uh, unique topic title there, Chris. That was March 22nd, 2014. RB Gamer puts this episode out to pasture, <laughs> along with Mark Witten and Koji Igarashi. In the meantime, you can go play Star Trek Online on OSX and pick up the latest DLC for Blackguards. Okay, maybe there wasn't much interesting news this oh, week. Oh, I was much better at writing blurbs then. <laughs> 
tell me something. Was that pre or post horse armor? Uh, that post. would be post. Yeah. Well, okay. Post. Yeah. Yep. Like, no, I don't have a horse, but I have some armor I can sell you in Elder Scrolls. <laughs> that was before Manny left the site, but that was still well <laughs> after horse armor. Um, yeah. I do like that little um, that little throwaway. It's time for the question of the week. Oh, we didn't have one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was just so much gold in that clip when I was listening to it. I'm like, I have to get so much in here. It's so long, but it's worth it. All right. Uh, next, we're going to go back to episode 116. Apparently, I have a little rant here. So This goes back to something that happened to me in junior English, junior honors English <laughs> at high school. We had a Ooh, teacher honors. who tried to show yes, us. He, she tried to teach us how to show in your writing rather than telling. And it was all about the lights are shining down. The audience is exhaling deeply, waiting to see what's about to occur on stage when, boom, an entire explosion of lights, sounds, and oral synesthesia come at you like a lead balloon and your head explodes. That's how I felt while playing Puzzle Quest. No, wait. (laughs) Puzzle Quest 2. I just like the fact that I use the term oral synesthesia, like you're eating the synesthesia, but you know, whatever. I think that was supposed to be oral A-U-R. Yeah, but I said oral. (laughs) What's Either up? way, did did you like prepare that statement ahead of time? No, <laughs> that was all. That the top. is impressive. I was angry. <laughs> Why were you angry? Uh, we were talking about bad games journalism reviews that are all written oh. in the show not tell style. That it's like all about describing how they feel. It, yeah, <laughs> that was Puzzle Quest. <laughs> puzzle. puzzle Quest. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was episode one hundred and sixteen, Amazon Shillcast. Um, that was put out February 20th, 2010. Uh, did you know that you can get free release date shipping for games you buy on Amazon.com? Go there now to pre-order your copy of Final Fantasy 13 and get a free $10 video game credit. Order today. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, you wouldn't have seen that shitstorm coming. Because <laughs> in, a, in a few short weeks or whatever, Final <laughs> Fantasy 13 would be released and the wailing and gnashing won't shut up for the next... You know, three years or so. Until 13.2 came out? Yeah. Uh, well, I was more thinking until 15 got announced, but Ooh, whatever. Yeah. Actually, I think people still complain about 13. And then it always starts this stupid thread. Well, in Chapter 6, it all opens up. And then oh, then we have to go through all that. <sighs> or whatever chapter it is that you get to the hunts. Uh, I think it's like 11 or something. I don't but... care. It doesn't fix the game. I still like 13. I do too. It's just, it is what it is. And then, oh, it's a stu- Okay. Not, we're not, no, we're not going to rant about 13 now. Um, oh, uh, next we're going to learn some more about how, how Anna spends her time during the podcast. Um, do, we, do we have any RPGs coming out this year? Yeah, Dragon oh, yeah. Age. Dragon Age. Dragon Age is like- a big one. They just announced like it's a 200-hour RPG. If oh, you want to see man, I knew it. It was going to be so big, and I've got no time, and I still haven't finished the first two Dragon Ages. Dude, you're not even playing Original Sin. You stopped playing Original Sin. I know, because of Monster Hunter. It's so your, It's your fault. No? Life finds a way. <laughs> um, I, I guess that's like the big one, right? If anyone's... Anna, are there any big uh, JRPGs or handhelds? That you're aware of? Huh? Any big... That is too vague of a question for me to answer. No, you would know. I mean, you're the lady who would know, right? 
Any big RPGs on the handheld? She has no idea. Requires <laughs> more specificity. Okay, any ones that the people on this podcast would care about? Coming out this week in general? No, this year. This year? Oh, or is this year? So no, many. I okay, do so not there's... have that coming off the top of my head. All right, fair enough. All right, so in that clip, we learned two things. One, that every interaction between Chris and Anna turns into a marriage argument. Two, the second thing that we learned is that Anna was not paying attention whatsoever to what was being said in that conversation. A perfectly reasonable question was asked, and she acted like it was the most unreasonable demand that's ever been made of her in her time as an adult woman. (laughs) Chris, to be fair, you and Anna have been arguing like an old married couple since before you were married. Well, before that, I was arguing with with, uh, Misty Anna. But you know, whatever. Yeah, and also, and also, you were arguing. You argued with Lucy a lot. As oh, well. absolutely. Yeah, uh, I also do that with people. Actually, I just argue with everyone like a married couple. It's really dumb. So, um, that was episode three hundred and seventeen. Everyone gets tropical four. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, it was put out um, August sixteenth, twenty fourteen. And in the middle of the show, there was a pricing error. Or Tropico for dropped to something like twenty seven cents. Yeah, so I started buying it. For and people. so, like <laughs> through the show, Chris started telling us who he was buying Tropico for and sending it to. So please go back and listen to that episode. Um, Manny and Chris report back from their recent hunting expedition. Phil teaches us about MMOs for beginners. Anna Marie does all the Picrosses, and John breaks steam. Anna, but, may I appropriate that that comeback? And just use it the next time somebody just annoys me. What's the Requires comeback? Requires more specificity. <laughs> My husband says that I'm to me like, all the time. <laughs> I remember being like, Anno, did you do what? No, wait, I have not been paying attention to this conversation because he said Dragon Age and I immediately fell asleep. <laughs> but you didn't want to admit that. No. Just, <laughs> you, you made it our fault. <laughs> Clearly it was. Was there, enough, <laughs> was there enough content in Dragon Age to even approach 200 hours? Uh, no. Not unless you were playing it like, multiple right. times over and over again to get different marriages. Oh, right. There were like five or six different like opening scenarios, though. Maybe that's maybe they counted that as like five full playthroughs are required to see everything. Could be. Uh. All right. Okay, next up, uh, things weren't always happy in our lives as we did RPG casts, so here, here's a recounting of a sad tale that affected Anna and I as we went to E3 one year. I played insurance games. <laughs> oh, is that like a... Is that the new Kairosoft game? Yeah, insurance, <laughs> insurance ma- uh, claim manager. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, our house was broken into while we were gone. Yay! E3 break-ins! Woo! It, it wasn't even related to social media or anything. It was just part of a string of robberies. Thankfully, the thieves were stupid and took things that were all easily replaceable. Yeah. Easily replaceable, but not easily claimable. Yeah. So we are talking a little bit about, about this during before the show started in the pre-show. So, so here, let me give you the rundown. Uh, they took our PS4, a PSP Go... All the PS4 games, all the, all the PS4 controllers, all the, all the PS3, PS3 controllers, controllers, all the Xbox 360 My controllers. Pulse PS3 headphones. Yeah. 
Um, we have no controllers for the PS3 360, and they took my bike, and then a bunch That's of games. That's how they got away. So they dumped everything <laughs> into garbage bags and tried to take off on Chris's bike and realized they had filled too many garbage bags and left two of them behind. Wow. <laughs> I call them the snobby thieves. They took the PS4, but not the Wii U. Yeah, they said they're supposed to steal things they could easily sell, right? Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, poor Nintendo. <laughs> so um, that was episode 310, Mario Will Never Run Over a Hooker. <laughs> and I could not, from that episode, figure out where that title came oh, from. Something so about Mario and GTA. Yeah, so if you re-listen to that 310 episode, which was put out June 21st, 2014, please let me know. Um, another E3 comes to pass, and we try to help you digest all of what happened and what it means to RP Gamer. Chris and Anna Marie give a burglary update and their gaming insurance tips. Michael Tidwell makes a guest appearance. Then everyone tells Chris how his latest inspiration is a really dumb idea. That sounds, that sounds like a recurring thing. What did I do? What was my inspiration? I don't oh, know. I know exactly what it was. What I was, was going to play through all the games that were featured in E3 press conferences. Oh, no. That's a... Oh, yeah. You tried that. That is a terrible it idea. It was a terrible idea. Yeah. It, it, because the problem was... I didn't was even is... finish the first year. Yeah. So he played through like four of the Nintendo games and he was like, I hated every single one of those. I, and I, I don't played want to do through like, I spent an hour or two on Metroid Prime two and then started playing something else like uh sly cooper and it's like this one's okay but i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> the he, the hilarious thing about that robbery is that when i first listened to it i was like oh they stole a psp go nobody will want that now psp goes are actually considered collector's items uh-huh well they were already I'd... getting expensive to replace at that yeah point. yeah i the... had to pay like 200 bucks to replace yeah that thing. we actually ended up having some problems with that insurance claim because we had a new insurance adjuster um and she gave us very bad instructions on how to fill out our claim Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting shorted thousands of dollars. Uh, but then we fixed it. We did, yeah. yeah. The, what they ended up doing is we ended up getting bumped up to a more senior claims agent. And she was like, well, you were told to do it wrong and it was submitted incorrectly. But since it's been submitted, I can't do anything about it. So buy the stuff that you need to replace and we will pay you back the difference between what you got in your claim which is what, what we were actually, supposed to do to begin with actually. right and what you yeah. actually got so. um so that ended up getting us like a couple thousand additional dollars i don't know if it was that much but yeah okay because remember uh, no that PS4, i just don't want to talk about how much money was stolen or not stolen that's all okay <laughs> um let's see the uh oh yeah you're right well anyway um anna mm-hmm. you like kickstarter right <laughs> I did. Here, let's here, let's see. Hear about one of the first games you kickstarted. Not and, the first game I kickstarted. One of, one of, back when Kickstarter was awesome and full of hope. The game <laughs> is to be determined at a later date. Oh, that's what I forgot to mention next last week. I actually backed something on Kickstarter. Did you back? <gasps> I backed first Delver's. Back? No, not even close. I backed <laughs> Delver's Drop, which is like. Link to the past graphics and gameplay mixed with like a, a room puzzle game. We saw it at PAX. Mm-hmm. It was in the indie booth, like across from Muteki. 
And I think Michael might have gone in and played a fair bit of it because that's pretty much his kind of game. And so, yeah, they they came out of the indie booth and they had lots of positive feedback. So they were like, let's get started and get some money going. And um, it's coming out this year. So I'm pretty excited for it. So I backed it. Okay. Um, so as of uh, 2019 May, uh, it's still not out. <laughs> so this episode was 255, the year of Luigi, not the year, the year. Um, and yeah, so we put out this episode February 16th, 2013. Um, it is now over six years later. Delver's Drop is still not out. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're still going. Um, the, I'm looking on their Kickstarter page right now. Their last official update was November 30th, 2017. And their last response to the thread is on April 2nd, 2019, where they talk about the most recent version is the Humble Alpha. And they are still working on it. So I yep. guess they're still working on it. <laughs> so uh, show description. Today, Anna talks about her maple addiction and gets counseling to break the cycle. Meanwhile, Manny gets the help he needs to conquer his fears and step into Walmart again. Finally, John comes to the grips with the reality that he's addicted to Gundam-themed children's vitamins. Mm. Alice, <laughs> do you remember that? Um, my God, I think I, I think I might have blanked this from my mind. All I remember is that gasp that you just hear. Okay. On that clip. Um, Dr. Chris guests on this very special episode of RPG Cast. Oh, no. Is it like Dr. Phil? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. So, um, Where's the next... dad in this situation? <laughs> the, the next clip is, I think, our only live episode. No, it's not, but this is one of them. We did this one at PAX of 28, uh, 20, I don't know. So to preface this, I, don't know. <laughs> I was really drunk. 2009. <laughs> Let's find out. Don't you, you know, now that uh, Hothead isn't going to be finishing the game, why don't you guys give a license to someone like uh, Z Boyd Games? And uh, basically, Z Boyd, <laughs> they post on the message boards, yeah, we'd totally be up for that. That'd be awesome. And then apparently, it happened. And uh, just that that can happen in this day and age. I love indie gaming for that reason alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to. Uh to get some questions together and, and have that video interview tomorrow. So Yeah, we're going to be throwing a video interview with them. They'll tell you more about that story and uh, hopefully some more details. But uh, what we know now, what do we know now? It'll be coming out next year, and it's continuing the series. Uh, we know Gabe and Tycho are in it. Uh, they wouldn't confirm that the third part, that your created character would be in it, but it's, I mean, most likely if they're continuing the series, it's going to be there. No confirmation of fruit fuckers. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, and you just wanted to say that on the air. Uh, so Anna just really wanted to swear, and she was a little drunk. So. I was really drunk. <laughs> so that was talking about uh, the Penny Arcade um, Brain Slick Precipice of Darkness 3, and then I guess 4 was after that, right? Yep. So. Did the did the player character ever show up in those? No. No. Okay. <laughs> they just totally cut it out. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time you played Path of Exile, too. Yeah. Which was crazy. It was like this little game in the indie mega booth, and I think we ended up spending almost an hour there. Yeah, because it was really good. Yeah. And uh, you can see that it's still around, and it's doing well, and people like it. So, yeah, that was um, episode 190, PAX Late Night, August 2019th, 2011. Mm-hmm. All right, then. That must have been one of the that years... That was at the Extra Life party. Yeah, that must have been one of the years where it was, like, not September long weekend. Yeah. 
before they. It was the that. week before. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part is after we went to that party and I got wasted, we drove back to. I can't remember where we were staying. It was like some kind of like hotel that had like a kitchen in it and stuff. Because I brought you Nanaimo bars that year. Mm-hmm. And we, as we're like getting out of the car, I fall onto the pavement and my phone rings. So I'm on the ground laughing and answering my phone. And it's my boss saying that the post that was supposed to go out that night had not gone off. And I'm like, I'm lying on the ground drunk, and you want me to get on Facebook? <laughs> yes. And so she, yeah, she was really insistent that I actually do this post. I'm like, all right. So Chris peels me off of the ground and leans me up against the car. And I have my face to the side of the car because the car is nice and cold and I'm drunk and very warm. <laughs> and I am posting on Facebook sideways from my phone with Chris propping me up against the car. Anna was much more fun back then. <laughs> I can't drink anymore and it yeah. makes me sad. <sighs> All right. Um, let's see. We got another clip here. Oh, yes. This is what happens when Chris doesn't pay attention during the podcast. Yeah, well, it's us. Cookie and I used to play the Chris. Stop playing the Yanny and Laurel clip. But I, this is my first hearing it, and I see what they're talking about. Like it if, says Yanny. No, it it says Laurel. No, it says Yanny. Does that sound like Yanny to you? Yes, it sounds like Yanny. We're doing a podcast. Wait, really? Listen to it Does later. That, really, that it sounds says like Yanny. Chris, stop playing it. We're doing no, a no. podcast. Are you are you hearing that right now? It says it's Yanny. Yanny. You're Yanny. kidding me. Yanny. You're insane. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, I apologize for bringing this about, about on the show. It was pre-show banter. Where we were talking <laughs> about Twitter memes of the week. You are lying, Anna. It says Yanny. That's Laurel all the way. It says it's, Yanny. It's from the vocabulary.com page for Laurel. It says Yanny. <laughs> it says Yanny. <laughs> It totally says Laurel. It says Yanny. The, wait, this it, one that you hear right now? Or did they change it? Does think, it does it still sound like Yanny? No, you? it sounds like Laurel now. Okay, they must have changed it. Yes. <laughs> Laurel. It's about audio modulation and has nothing to do with your hearing or something. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> yeah, so that was RPG Cast 462. So, you brought up memes on the show. Yeah. Oh, we must have watched uh, Homecoming as well just recently. (laughs) (laughs) So, Anna-Marie proves she's insane and tries to get Chris to start up a human breeding program to boot. Oh, no. We hear from people about the new sock. The new sock? Is that a typo? uh, Yeah, no, probably not. Okay. Josh tells us about a witch school and Kelly goes to Antarctica. Oh, you must have been playing uh, the Shin Megami Tensei game. No, the witch school. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was playing that. I'm wondering if that had to do with my cat that used to bring socks to me during the show. Right. Probably. Yep. Oh, All right. So, So, and that was when Josh introduced us to Little Witch Academia. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Josh. We really like the anime. The game is terrible. Well, we didn't try it. <clears throat> uh, based on his review, actually. All right. And the next one we're going to, the last one, I think, is going to be a clip from episode 400. 
Um, the last time we should have done a clip show, which we didn't. All right. So while he preorders a game for me, we are going to go through the trailers. Someone has to read them to me. <clears throat> okay. Let's see here. Capcom has released two new videos for its Japan-bound Monster Hunter stories. No, you didn't let me fill in the word. You said read. <laughs> yes, but you have to, like, <laughs> stop and let me do it. You don't know how to I, do I this mean, yet, I... do you? No. Okay. I don't have the rhythm down. So we'll try the next one. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll get you to be a, a trailer-reading fiend yet. Okay. A new... Trailer! Has been released for NXL's Torment Times of Numenera. And Chris did a... No, we did some sort of PAX coverage for this, so check it out. Okay. 66 Independent Studio Underbite Games recently released a new gameplay... Trailer! ...for its upcoming title, Super Dungeon Tactics. Yep. Natsume released a new... Trailer! ...for its latest farming sim, Harvest Moon Skytree Village. And a release date, November 8th. Ahead of its imminent Japanese release, Capcom released a series of videos for Monster Hunter stories that didn't have the word trailer in it. That messed me up. <laughs> we also have that in there twice because Chris is a goofball. I yes yeah, and mm-hmm. okay. Square Enix revealed a new Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh no no, no 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 guys, you don't understand. There were two separate news stories from us this week with Monster Hunter stories trailers. Oh, that's not a good excuse, Chris. Sorry. And you messed me up, Chris. Thanks a lot. I was just I was just getting the rhythm down. <laughs> so did we talk about the Final Fantasy fifteen trailer? Um with death in it? See, I know how to do it. <laughs> Kelly, I have to apologize. I listened to that and I'm just cringing at how mean we were to you about the trailer. <laughs> you <laughs> said <Okay>. read! <laughs> Yeah, Kelly gave back as 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 much as she got. Yeah, that, <laughs> that belligerent right. pause right before she she says, "You said read," <laughs> <laughs> like I, she was sucking in a breath. Like, <sighs> <sighs> I, I think I, the thing that I think the thing that always got me about that particular one was just how happy Anna sounded reading the word trailer. trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't remember how that started, but I do remember it just had to end because I didn't feel it was adding anything to the show. No kidding. What a shock. <laughs> you did that for a while, didn't you? Oh, for like at least 100 episodes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that long. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was episode 400, Peak Bondage. Um, from investigating child... Oh, sorry. That was October 8th, 2016. Kelly, you've been on the show for like three years now. Yep, my show anniversary was while you guys were out. Oh, happy anniversary! Yay! Show anniversary. Wait, show show anniversary. Show anniversary is something else. Show anniversary. From investigating childcare scandals to uncovering lupine infiltration, the RPG cast has been looking out for you for four hundred episodes. Lupine infiltration. Um, I suspect you were playing Cat Quest with wolves showing up. Um. Lupine is wolves. So, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm confused. Um, this week, however, seems to be all smiling teddy bears and capybaras. Do be careful around your local McDonald's, though. You may get a drive-by hoopa. Oh, what is yeah. with the show on McDonald's? Uh, they had a Pokemon 
to give away there. And I said the pro tip was that if you don't want to go in, you can just like sit in the parking lot and get the Wi-Fi. Or there you go. T- hook to the Wi-Fi. Drive by Hoopa. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um. So the- yeah, and we had some feedback as well. So they Ooh. aren't clips. Um, but they are memories. So let me pull those up. Multiple people requested Oliver uh, Motok's um, exploration of there Metroid. There is no exploration in Metroid. <laughs> I could just imitate it at this point. <laughs> there is no exploration in Metroid. And you'll hear it at the beginning and the end of the show. And I don't know. Maybe I'll just throw it in randomly in places. Yeah. But. All right. So here's the feedback. Um, Victor says, my favorite podcast memory is when you discussed Undertale with Alice. You kept it spoiler-free, and Alice's advice, don't read anything about it, just go in blind, was very wise. Um, After I finished Undertale, I ventured onto Twitch for the first time, so I wanted to see how other people experienced the game. I now tune into Twitch daily for entertainment while doing rote computer work, so the three things combined, your podcast, Undertale, and Twitch, all changed my life for the better. Thanks, Victor! Yeah. Um, Budai writes in and says, I can remember when I fell in love with podcasts. I drove 1,200 miles round trip. Wow. And listened to four or five episodes of your episodes along the way. I would finish one and then go in reverse order. These podcasts kept me company on those long drives and they still do. Aw. Thanks, Matt from Texas. Um, Strawberry eggs. I thought that was Budai. Yeah. That's Matt from Texas. Budai is Matt from Texas, Chris. Um, I don't think he was hiding it. Oh, right. <laughs> we need to get more Matt from Texas voicemails. Oh, uh, sure. Step up, Budai. Step All right. up. Strawberry Eggs um, says, so we were talking about uh, Doraemon Story of Seasons in our last episode. Um, and we were like, did Doraemon even come out in North America? And the answer is yes. Um, two seasons of the 2005 TV series aired on Disney XE in 2014 and 2015. Um, but it doesn't seem like any more episodes were ever dubbed. <clears throat> Starbags also says, I have been listening to the podcast since virtually the beginning. I think I started with episode five. An RPG cast was the very first podcast I ever listened to. The most recent moment I can think of is Kelly's explanation of what games in the Kingdom Hearts series are actually important to play in order to understand the story. I didn't clip this because it is long. It's also just five episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if you are interested in hearing Kelly's um, description about which Kingdom Hearts games to play, it is episode 495, uh, Kingdom Hearts Crisis Line, and it starts at about 21 minutes in. Um, and it completely disagrees with things I've heard from other people. <laughs> uh, it's like the exact opposite of things I've heard from other people. It's so confusing. Uh, Starbreaks also says, Kelly's remark to a scene in Bravely Default when the camera is turned on to show the player's face. Oh, yes. I. You were it, like amazed by that. No, it was because I had had my wisdom teeth surgery that day. And I was high. <laughs> I was high as a kite. And oh, man, I, they've got me in the game. I was also swollen. So it was like, whoa, whoa. that's messed up. That's heavy. Yeah. This, is, this is why I'm rather glad that I had my root canal done on a Friday. So I wouldn't end up going on the podcast like completely and utterly. Uh, I'm trying to remember what. Because I said something really stupid as as I came out of the as the uh, dentist, according to David, um, 
I, I'm trying to remember what it was. Christ. Hey, hang on. Did I ever uh, tell you guys about when I had my mouth surgery and my yeah. top wisdom teeth removed? Yeah, that it looked you had your face was all bruised and stuff, and it looked like Chris beat the crap out of you because yeah. people were like staring. <laughs> and, I, and I'd and I'd pick up my hand and just kind of emphasize it, like, yeah, she talked back. <laughs> I, uh, well, I just. I just checked with uh, David. No, what I what I did after my root canal was I referred to my teeth as chompy boys. <laughs> oh, my chompy boys. Um, so I guess while I was having my surgery done and my teeth removed, I remember very clearly saying "ow," and then yeah. someone came and held my hand. It was very nice because someone was holding my hand. Um, but it turns out that I did not say "ow." I screamed so loudly that they heard me in the lobby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The other side of the building. And that's why they had someone come and hold my hand. <laughs> How nice of them. <laughs> hey, who was that guy that used to make music for the podcast? Like Zotan or Dude, something yeah, like that? Dude, yeah, yeah, Legendary Zoltan. Zoltan. Shout out to okay. Legendary Zotan. We Zoltan. don't have any good clips of you because nobody suggested them, but like... Uh, you can listen to a bunch of old episodes with Zotan doing like awesome reviews where he talks to himself and reviews video games, and I love them. They're so one funny. of my my first episode was one of his where he comes on the show, yes. or he you played like his last music. I'm trying to figure out when I first appeared, and I'm having a lot of That's trouble looking through everything. Um, but I remember he was on there. Also, highlights Zoltan. that people mentioned. Um, episodes where um, Michael Cunningham sent voicemails imitating Phil Willis, and that was uh, his <laughs> evil twin, Will Phyllis. Uh, also, Michael Cunningham sent in things where he imitated Team Rocket, <laughs> apparently. Yep. No one will admit to me for certain that it was him, but we're pretty sure it was. And, um, and uh, that and we, we tried to find for the show. We just didn't find it. So. Yeah, and um, the, we also got um, calls from, from Hank that sells propane. Hank. Hank Hill. <laughs> His Hank Hill was so good. His Hank Hill was excellent. Oh, we'll miss Michael. Oh, we miss you, Mac. <laughs> um, yeah, I tried looking for those episodes. I just, I could not for the life of me find them. Because stuff like that is something that we don't want to put in the blurb. And because we don't want to spoil it. Right. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I, I think those were all the memories that people sent in to us. Thank you, everybody that sent in memories and suggestions. Um, thank you, Kelly, for your clips. Um, thanks, Josh, for his suggestions. He couldn't be on the show today, but he was very, very sad about that. Yes, and thank you for sticking with us for 500 episodes. We're going to keep going for 500 more. Yep. Then the show's done. No, All right. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to take a brief break. We'll be right back. There is no exploration in Metro. Hello, Chris. Prepare for trouble. We like playing RPGs too. Make it double. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all peoples within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse. James. Team Rocket grinds to level 80 at the speed of light. Surrender your gold now. Prepare to fight. Meow! That's right! All right, listen up, RPG Cast. Team Rocket wants to know if you've heard anything about the new Pokemon Black and White games. If you don't, we'll subject Manny to play. 
Yakuza 3. Yes. Please do leak that information to us. Hope to hear from you soon. Well, you know, so I, I really at this point, though, I even if it were to reset like that on a weekly basis, I really couldn't be too angry at it. It's hard oh, for me to be angry at a console unless it exceeds the 360, at which I am furious because of <laughs> yeah, the every, yeah, everything below. pales in comparison. <laughs> it really does. I mean, it's such a rubbish console. I'm sorry. It has great games, and my props to the developers for working with this malarkey but the reality <laughs> is that the console is a piece of shite you can bleep that out of like but it is and you turn it on and it rattles to bits and then you put a game in and there's scratching and scraping it sounds like you've got a box of mice instead of a console and then, you know, mine, does when not, it, mine does not actually sound like that i don't know mine doesn't it sound does that bad actually, until the disc goes up well, well the disc is loud but if it just sits there by itself when you know chris and i are playing dark I mean, if it if is, mine, if those are mice, all. if those are mice in mine, they are really running really, really, really fast. Because yeah. it sounds like well, they're taking off for orbit. I then. should I should qualify this, and maybe I'm being a bit unkind. The new one I have, which has HDMI, is much much quieter. Mm-hmm. But the old one, which was an original, was it sounded a bit like there was a small infantry brigade <laughs> like marching about in my backyard every time the disc spun up and go. <laughs> The new one is great, and and it works great. But, of course, there was no way to return the old one since it wouldn't red ring. My friends advised me to wrap it in hot towels. I'm sorry. When you are are reduced to using medieval methods of medicine on your console, it is time to fix it. And the reality was that I couldn't get it to go red ring. I tried. I thought, well, maybe if I kick it down the stairs <laughs> that, you, that would be a fantastic feature be... is you like taking a sledgehammer to your 360 in a yard or something <laughs> we are back let's talk about what we've been playing Pascal you've been really quiet so you go first yeah <laughs> well I was going to continue to be a little bit uh, quiet during this segment too because um, I, I wanted to have kind of Jonathan talk about Fell Seal and then I'll just Chime in, okay. since I am, since I I will be reviewing it. Ooh. Oh, you're Six weeks it. and all you played was Fell Seal. No, I, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that is one of the the only things I have been playing. I played a few other things, but uh, that's that's my that's been my priority. Did you it's finish been, it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm only like, I'm only uh, I don't even know how far I'm in it, but probably six or to eight hours. Oh, I, got um, the, I got that healer guy. Can someone tell then, me what Fell Seal is? So it's it's a tactical RPG, very influenced by oh. Final Fantasy Tactics. Anna, I why don't you have this you game? agree with that? It's I've PC talked about only? When I kickstarted it and I played the beta and we talked about it. Uh, not, not PC only, by the way. It's out, I'm pretty sure, on uh, PS4, maybe Switch, a couple of consoles. Yeah, like that. okay. It's digital only, though. It was oh, PC okay. at first, and it's come out since then. Well then, I'm going to add it to my list of games right now. Oh, it's a collective game. Collective? Screen Enix Collective. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't see it on the Switch. Probably on PS4 then. Okay. Looks like one of those games that kickstarted and then went to the collective. I didn't know that. You know. 
Secondary well, you still have a um, you still have a pretty long way to go. I think I was when I finished it. Um, I would have to check, but definitely uh, between thirty and forty, maybe uh, closer to forty, maybe even a little bit past forty hours. I would look at my two played on Steam, but it, I did I played the beta some, and then I restarted it, so my hours is not very indicative. Mm. Yep. I think it's it's like a 30 to 40, 40 hour game, but um, I did die and have to uh, repeat certain missions several times. So my total playtime was uh, a bit longer. Actually, my the mission I'm on right now, I started was the first time you uh, can attack one of those little bandit guys out in the field. So I'm going to that second temple. So Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark is available on Steam, GOG, Xbox One and PS4. Okay. So the basic setup is that there was um, some number of years ago, like, uh, I don't know what it says, probably like 100 years ago or something, um, a group of heroes saved the world by defeating, um, you know, the, the, the evil beast that was terrorizing the land. And by defeating it, uh, the group, this group of heroes um, er, um, earned its, uh, its powers. They became all-powerful and immortal. And ever since that day, they have been the Council of Immortals, and they've kind of ruled the land of, um, I think the land is a Tiora. And um, they've uh, created a group uh, to kind of, uh, I guess, a group of, uh, of, of peacekeepers or uh, enforcers of the law. Kind of like, I think the way the trailer puts it is judge, jury, and executioner combined and that group is the arbiters so they carry out the will and enforce the laws of the of the council of immortals and that's you you play um the one of the captains in the arbiters so you're you know if, for lack of a better term you're like the pol- one of the police officers in this uh fantasy world well you and your whole your whole team because you do a, you know it's a tactical rpg so you have a a whole squad and I thought that was a, a really interesting setup. The so this isn't I don't think spoiling anything because it happens in the very first mission. Um, is that you you're patrolling, you and your squad are patrolling like the the city streets at night, and you come across um, a murder in a back alley, like I think a like a bloody body, and the the murderer is still standing over it. And so your first task is to uh, you know to win the first battle to. Um, to arrest the uh, the murderer, and on your on your uh, after after winning on your way to put him to bring him to a I guess like the nearest like fort or garrison to bring him to justice, things happen and the story kicks off and you know, I'm I'm not sure how how far I want to get into like what the story is from there, but it's I think it's fairly interesting and it actually has some like surprising twists along the way and it's I mean I feel like at at 30 to 40 hours, it's pretty lengthy. Yeah, it seemed to be. And some of the things I kind of like about it, uh, how customizable your characters are uh, as far as how they look and what they're wearing. And you can totally change, you know, do you want to show the armor they have on? Do you want to give them a certain outfit look? Where a lot of the strategy RPGs usually don't give you that kind of customization. For So those who like that, uh, that's kind of a plus. Uh, there's a lot of... Um, it's kind of a job system similar to Final Fantasy Tactics to where you get certain levels and certain classes or jobs, whatever you want to call them, and then it'll unlock combination. Those combinations of levels will unlock new classes that you can explore into, and then there's specialty classes that are story-driven. Yeah, and there's a ton of classes to, to get through also, including, I mean, we, this is what you meant, but there's a couple of um, 
uh, optional hidden classes that you can only um, unlock by finding special items within the world. And they're basically one-time use items. So it's a it's an item that will grant somebody, for example, I think the first one I found granted somebody the, the, the werewolf class. But you have to pick one character that uses up the item and then nobody – and that person gets to then choose to be a werewolf and learn the skills that come with that class. But nobody else um, can obviously just change into the role afterwards because the item's already been used up. So there's a, um, a handful of classes like that also. So um, one of the things that um, that I kind of that kind of uh, wore on me a little bit is there's a so there is a lot of customization, but there's also a lot of um, the micromanaging gets to be a lot. Where basically after every uh, in battle encounter, you have to um, spend time leveling up all of your characters. Which is so if if you don't do that, they'll they'll become under leveled so quick that you just won't last long in subsequent battles. But it does take a little bit of time, and it gets. I don't know. I feel like a little tedious to um, to go into the the leveling up screen for each character. You know, once you have a squad of um, like fifteen or sixteen, seventeen or so characters, it, it takes quite a while to get everybody. Um, oh, sounds up, like leveled FFT. up. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I actually but, like that. To me, that's like a bonus. I like being able to go and like tweak my guys and and do all that stuff. So I, it depends on what your tolerance is, I guess, for that kind of stuff. I did like it at first. Um, but as my, uh, as my squad expanded more, uh, every now and then you, you do have the option of going to guilds and cities that you, um, that you travel through and recruiting, um, just random members that aren't like, uh, story characters. And so your, your squad eventually, and you, you'd probably want to do that. So you're not only, uh, limited to whatever, whatever classes you're most battles won't let you have more than about five to six characters. So, um, to give everybody kind of a specialization, you're going to neglect certain classes. So you probably will recruit more characters and then there, and even the benched characters will gain experience. So then by then you're, you're constantly upgrading 20 characters and, um, you know, eventually you, 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 you kind of pick a niche for everybody and they continue to earn experience points that can be spent in other classes. But it, it seems like I'm spending a lot of time near the end game, um, teaching characters skills and using up their points for stuff I'm never going to use for, uh, for, for jobs or characters. I'm just probably not going to use in battle often at all. If ever, I mean, it wasn't like a, it's not a, a big drawback, just something to that kind of, I don't know, <laughs> got too much for me at some point where I was still doing it, but it, I, don't, I didn't see the point in it at like during the late game stages anymore. Like uh, the characters that I've been using are pretty much the ones that are are leveled up appropriately, and then those are the ones that would have the only chance of surviving. And so that also kind of necessitates grinding towards the end. Um, I I do like that this game is very uh, the the rule sets also very customizable. So not only can you change the difficulty to several preset um, settings, but you can also change um, certain aspects within each setting. I. Oh, I, I really need to look at it again to remember exact um, examples, uh, but you can you can really fine tune um, things like: Do you want enemies to um, to have a certain level of armor matching their class? Do you want enemies to have items to steal? I think maybe something Ooh, like that. Like you can fine tune a lot of stuff. That's and, cool. Yeah, that is um, I, for those I want to spend time on uh, on doing stuff like that. That's a pretty neat option. 
I got through almost the entire game on whatever its recommended difficulty setting is. You know, let's call it normal, I guess. But at the end, despite the fact that I had, you know, ha- didn't have a ton of problems getting through it, the last two or three battles, I had to um, scale the difficulty down consistently where for the final boss, I just set everything to easy and still had to try the battle multiple times to get through it. Really? I did notice that probably my biggest gripe so far is the, the I guess, the, the difficulty from battle to battle kind of swings fairly widely relative to other games of his genre. So I'll go through this one-story battle, and it's like a breeze, and then I'll go to the next one. I was like, man, these guys are these guys are tough. And then the next one's easy again, and this one's, oh, that's kind of, you know, it's not very consistent in that regard. And I guess that's kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics as well in, in that regard. Does yeah, it have so. the ability to grind on random battles? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, yeah, you can go back to any cleared um, uh, mission and basically um, click the option of patrol. So now you're just patrolling that that battlefield, which means it just throws random uh, enemies, but it does tell you what level, they, or, or basically it'll give you a level range that enemies in that area can have after you've cleared the area for story purposes. So you can, so not only do you um, have the option of grinding, but you can choose like what uh, what level range to grind in mm-hmm. as far as enemies go. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay, so I'm glad you actually brought up the fact that you can do that because uh, enemies that fall, sorry, not enemies, allies that fall during combat um, are basically wounded. So if an um, if an if a if a so they can't <laughs> fight for that a whole battle. For a they have to time. rest for a battle. No, they can actually. So oh, you they're ten percent. Select them. Yeah, they're ten percent disabled or something yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah. Until they sit out a battle. Yeah. Um. So I, I, you can resurrect them if they fall, but it should if they fall a second time. Now they have um, two uh two wounds or 20%? whatever. Twenty percent. So it, it continues. Yeah. I think the most I ever had was like four or five because some characters were just so important. I couldn't have them sitting out during like the tough battles. Um, and so that means towards the end game, as characters, like basically if your whole A team gets wiped out and you still somehow manage to win, you now have to like go into boring uh, grinding battles by selecting your, you know, your lesser characters so that the... Um, that the frontline squad has a chance to sit out like, and when you have to do that for like five battles in a row, it kind of uh, brings the, the pace to a, you know, to a grinding halt. Recharge battles. Right. I I'd see. I, yeah, I like their idea on what they're trying to do there. And, but however, I think in practice, it's not as fun of a feature as they maybe thought it was. And it's I think good to have like some kind of, yeah, I think this is what you mean. Like, there's a um, there's a penalty for yes. I like it better so than fault. just you know having permadeath and everyone save scumming to avoid it. Oh, for sure, yeah, permadeath. Yeah, because yeah. permadeath is like, oh, it sounds great, but if everyone's just going to skip past it anyway, it's like may as well just make a character death a fail state. So I would have liked to have the option of maybe going to a, a town and resting, you know, for like a, a large sum of money to skip the. The required oh, grinding battles sure, to bring them back. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, like a, a money penalty or an experience uh, penalty, yeah. maybe for the next few battles they gain fifty percent or twenty five percent experience or something like that. I think that would have been a better penalty, but you know it's it's different 
it's interesting, but it's like I said, it's one of those, hey, that's really that's a cool idea, and then you do it, it's like, yeah, that's kind of annoying anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't want to forget to mention, though, I really feel like the writing in this game, not just the story itself, but also like the character interactions, the dialogue, is super sharp, like like high quality, and I enjoyed it from start to finish. I agree. I agree with that. And I think they even touched some of it up from the beta. I remember I had some complaints about it being a little goofy on some of the things like mm, that doesn't it, it sounds out of place but then when i went and replayed the final retail release or whatever you want to call it i think they cleaned some of that up because some of the dialogue i remember that kind of stuck out as being a little weird or strange given the situation uh was no longer there so uh mm. I, I agree it's it's good dialogue i really like the character um portraits and some of the backgrounds my biggest graphical gripe and i think i talked about it then too is the i kind of don't like the sprite models of the characters too much oh what <laughs> you you like them i think it's some of the best like sprite animation ah, i remember seeing they hate these okay. character models what they yeah, look I'm like saying, they yeah. look like indie rpg game. maker mm-hmm. garbage yes and i love the artwork i like the character artwork and the portraits i like the yes. backgrounds uh, I hate the sprites. I hate the animations. I just ugh, it looks like I'm, cheap. I'm a hundred percent with you, Chris. That was my. I, I like the especially if like you're trying to evoke uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, where they did a much better job of sprite work. Though you know, different age, not fair comparison. It's just like oh, all these finely thin lines that don't fit in with the background. Uh, anyway, I won't harp on it. But it is a little bit of a ugh. yeah. It's like it clashes against the background. You mean? Um, yes, but that's not why I don't like it. I just don't no. yeah, like those me. looks. No, I, I really like they them. don't look good to me. It's mm-hmm. I want chibi see, characters, so I guess that would help. Uh, I don't really care about chibi so much, but these just they tried to seem proportion more proportion and still didn't get that right. Yep, and they look all awkward to me, like they're little marionettes. Everything's lanky. Marionettes. Everyone's lanky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's but no I variation do. in body structure, which is probably part of the character builder. Yeah. And oh, it just mm. whatever. Um, how's the music stack up to tactics? Almost. Go ahead, <laughs> if you want to, because uh, I said I wasn't going to say much, and then I'm not shutting up. Music, because uh... you're comparing it to if you're going to evoke Final Fantasy Tactics, you're talking about a game that not only is some of the best gameplay yeah. of all time, it has like one of the best soundtracks of all games. I, I don't think it's as good as. <laughs> to me, it's it seems good. I haven't listened to it, and it was like. Oh, that! What the hell is this song? This song sounds terrible. Mm. But it, I've also haven't been listening. It's like, oh man, this is one of the best. So it's kind of, it's there. It's fitting. It's pretty solid. So it doesn't have songs like, that you're going to be humming to yourself for forever. Like, not that know, I recall you know, right now. No, so, not forever. But I did hum along like while I was playing. Like okay, they're pretty good, catchy. Good. good. That's an I, important I, I part to me. Like Final Fantasy Tactics was very much a game that I was singing along to the soundtrack while I played it. So. But. And it's 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 real kind of like um, I, I feel like like medieval fantasy inspired music, okay. like instrumentally. Um, I liked it, and uh, there's also a lot of um, like uh, optional end game content, side content um, to the to the point of there are um, at least two endings. Okay, like there's a one you'll probably just encounter by just finishing the game. And then there is, of course, and they even within the ending, they constantly um, reference like there's another ending, and it's it's not too concealed what you have to do to get it, but it does require um, a, you know quite a bit more grinding, and so I 
I started down the path of trying to get the alternate ending and I got about halfway and I decided it wasn't really worth it to me at that point anymore. But um, there's optional quests. There's um, um, there is a, a an arena in one of the cities that you get to, but I have not been able to participate in it or a tournament or something like that. I'm not sure. And I, I don't know if that's a, a feature that they've added to the menu, but it isn't implemented it within the game yet or i what, haven't met whatever again there's a there's two different in in one particular city there's an arena and a, a tournament which oh, i think okay. are two separate things because i am able to get into one of them i forget which one i think the tournament i can get into where you like you know fight up the ladder against whatever preset matches they have for you but then there's another option of something like a like an arena i'm i don't know it, it felt like something the menu just seemed like some some feature had not been implemented yet or i'm reading too much into it i'm not sure but anyway the point was there is there is other content besides just like the story missions to uh to go into optional content cool yeah i do I wanna, worth I, it. I do like the title music and uh so I, I do recall that that is kind of catchy to me i remember uh, and then I think I compare the music to it's definitely more Western sounding on RPG sounding, kind of like some of the old Baldur's Gate music. I think it's more similar to that than it is the old like Final Fantasy Tactics style music. Yeah. If that makes and sense. And it is a Western developer, yes. I'm pretty sure, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think it's also a first time developer. I believe so. Uh, I think it's a pretty pretty worthwhile game, to be honest. Yeah, I'm having fun with it. It's not one of those. It's one of those where, oh yeah, I need to go back and play some more Felseal when I when I sit down on my computer instead of the oh, I better keep going on that game. So I have, you know, and that's a problem for me a lot lately is starting to play a game, enjoying it while I'm playing it, but when it's time to come to play it again, I just find something else to do. This is actually wanting me. To, I actually still want to come down and it's play. It's ripping it, so. you. Okay. Yes. Good. 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 So 30 bucks on PC, PS4, Xbox One. It sounds like they're going to try and get it on Switch, but they don't have a date or a commitment to that, just that they're going to try and do it. So we'll see. Yeah. Woo. And then um, the the other game I've, I've been playing, but only since yesterday, is the um, RE2 remake. Oh, neat. Since I, I purchased a new, com- a new PC a couple oh, of months ago. Oh, you played on PC. So did you, which mod did you go for? Did you go the X yeah. going to give it to you mod for Mr. X? Or did you do the Thomas the Train Engine mod for I Mr. Didn't, X? I, I, did do, I, I did no mods. Okay, this I, is, uh, you're not doing it right. I, I am the not. The best is probably. to do both. <laughs> I would really just prefer if there was a mod of no Mr. X at all. I hate things like that. And I think I've mentioned that like the last time it came up in whatever podcast. Put it on was. the X going to give it to you mod. It makes it so much better. Oh, the way exhibit. it fades the music in. <laughs> is, is there a Randy Savage mod? Oh, probably. Isn't there always? That's, you know, Actually, the, the thing right now, the meme Skyrim. right now is to put a Starbucks cup mod in. So you have a Starbucks <laughs> oh, cup showing up in games. So. <laughs> is, that, is that actually a thing? It's yeah. a Game of Thrones thing. No, I, yeah. I know where the so meme they're putting it in Skyrim. Yeah. Have they put it in a game? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Skyrim has a mod now to make Starbucks cup show up. <laughs> can you just oh, can you loot a chest and it just has like a stun? No, I think it just replaces one of the cups used in various mm. models. I I think the Starbucks cup meme that cracked me up the most was Sylvanas burns down a tree. Daenerys, hold my Starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 
So I, w- I was playing it just right before we started recording, and I'll probably go back to it right after we finish. I started it last night at like around like 11 or 12, and I like scary games, but something about it just was a little it, – it felt too intense in the – like I turned off all the lights, and, and then I, after about an hour, after getting to the actual police station, I said – not even an hour, like 30 minutes. I said, um, I'll continue this tomorrow morning. Too much. Yeah, but that's, I mean, everybody knows what Resident Evil is, so there you go. Scary things run around. That's a me. Yeah, I just, I can't stand um, un, unwinnable, like, uber enemies that just chase you throughout the whole game, stuff like that I don't like. So I guess I can do my other game since I we did the combo fell yes. seal. So I started, this is actually just from a few days ago. I've been playing a bunch of games, but to trim it down, uh, I started playing Mordhau. So are you guys familiar with that game Chivalry that came out probably six, seven years ago? It's a medieval style uh, melee fighting game. But it's not like 2D, it's like... You run around with the sword and shield, and just isn't a bunch there like a enemies. newer game that everyone's playing that's like that? Mortar yeah, Mortal. Okay. Oh, is that what you're so talking I'm... about right now? Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still catching up to what people have been into the past month and a half. I'm like, oh, there, there's a new game that they're swinging swords at each other. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, I tried. Well, you knew it. about the Starbucks Cup, so you've been caught up on some stuff. Uh, yeah, I suppose. So this game is one of those. It's it's fun for people to pick up and play because the you know you're swinging around swords however it can be really frustrating because it's kind of a it's one of those games that has a high skill cap and there's people that you know have played hundreds to thousands of hours in these type of games and they're really good so you could fight someone that's really good at the game and never get a swing in and they kick your ass every time uh so there's so, so it's kingdom come deliverance yeah, it's like that too, in a way, I think. Um but you you know you're you by the way you you uh direction you push your mouse and a swing, it'll swing your sword in that fashion. And there's timing with your parries. Uh and then there's also a way where you can move the mouse or kind of swing your camera around to speed or slow down your attack to kinda of get their timing off. And then there's repose, and then there's a way for you to feint your attack to get them to try to block. And then when they block too early, then you swing again so you can hit them. And then there's just other madness going on with people shooting bows and arrows at you or guys on horseback coming to spear you where you're not looking at them. So it's fun to just run out there and just go. And I'm playing with my brother and some other friends who are all on the same team. And there's, it, there's a lot of hilarious moments, too. So that's kind of part of the fun. Or just madness going on, and you just chop someone's head off, and then oh, you see this guy do this. So it's it's one of those where you can just get and play, like I said. But it's frustrating because you're trying to kill this guy, and you're like, how's he not hitting him? And how how did I get hit or that? But there's a whole bunch of different types of styles of weapons. So there's stabby weapons. There's big executioners, two-handed swords that swing broad strokes, and there's spears, and you can throw your weapons and. So there's uh you know little daggers, so it's all it's all pretty cool. Um, it's probably not a game for everyone. I would I definitely go and say that, but <laughs> there's so much blood. <laughs> yeah, there it's very it's very uh, brutal. 
That's it's part a, of it the, looks that's like Splatoon. There's so much blood. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like uh, Braveheart battles. Yeah, <laughs> on in video game form. Probably a, a good way to. But there's no story storyline to oh, this. It's just well, who needs a story? <laughs> it, it's it's multiplayer only. Okay. There is you can play with your friends, and so there's three main modes. There's the frontline mode, which is kind of like a uh, control a zone, and then you advance your zones, and you can like there push like a siege weapon towards the other person's stronghold. Uh, and then there's five zones, and then it's kind of like uh, a battlefield game where you each have like 600 or a thousand points to start. Every death loses points, and then if you control, if you have a majority control of the zones, the enemies ticks down faster, just naturally. So there's that, and then there's a battle royale version of because there has to be a battle royale version now. <laughs> and uh, that's actually without teams though; that's all solo. So you Do just you in there. In? No, you, they just stick you somewhere. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. And it starts I off want and you run around shooting and... medieval knights. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, no. Uh, <laughs> no, you just run around. You grab chests and uh, you open a chest, and they happen to have random weapons in it, and then you try to survive. I've done that a few times. It's actually pretty fun. Uh, and then there's a your teammates fight back a horde of AI enemies. One, I haven't tried that one yet. However, there are custom servers, so you could go, go to the server browser and pick. And there's all kind of different game types in there that you can play. So just team death matches in there. There's other. There's a whole bunch of different stuff. But the if you just want to do a matchmaking, those the the first three I mentioned are the the only matchmaking ones. But that's about it for that game. It's one of those. If you have friends that are playing it, I definitely recommend it. It's sure. much more fun with yeah. friends uh, running around, even though. I mean, there is strategy into, you know, hey, I'm going to have this two-handed sword, and you go with the guy with the shield, you block him, I'll run behind him and chop his head off. So there is value in doing that, and we try to, but a lot of times it's just I'm just running around attacking whatever I see. <laughs> strategy so, doesn't last, does it? <laughs> it, 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 it? It comes and goes. Now, it, if, and, if a team was disciplined and maintained formation, would it help a lot? I'm sure. Mm. And, and there is some of that. So when you're 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 approaching there, you kind of guys are kind of like running at each other and backing up and running at each other and backing up because there's like three dudes there. And if you swing and hit that one guy, well, now those other guys are going to have swings on you because you're extended. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it looks like sometimes like a middle school fight going on. You know, they're all like facing each other and kind of like running at each other. And, and then, then the there's other guys this one dude just break up. dancing in the middle of it. <laughs> well, no, there's one dude playing the loot. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So it's like a joke weapon in the game. You know, uh -huh. a lot of games like the Bard, or you'll have the loot, and you can hit people with it, and it'll play music and boost everyone. No, this loot, you just play it, and it does nothing besides make music. I love it. So uh, there there you have the, the one guy every round that's running around with the loot in his hand just sitting there playing it and jumping around in boxes and stuff. and That's pretty funny. All right. Mordo. <laughs> Jeez. Hey Kelly. Well, I've I've been kind of playing a lot of stuff, but the two major things is um, in real life I've been leveling a new Pokemon, aka I got a new kitten. Aww. Alice, right? Yes, her name is Alice. Oh, uh, thank you. 
Oh, I, I kind of named her after Alice Cooper, but you can take it. Yay! But, um, yeah, yeah I've, I've been spamming my Twitter with pictures of her. She's a little tuxedo cat, and she is adorable. Um, I realized I missed a golden opportunity not naming her Morgana, because she looks just like the <laughs> Morgana's cat form. Well, I, I say that the face is a little bit different, but she has a little white paws and the little white tip on her tail, which is my just... daughter's named Morgan, and we call her Morgana all the time. <laughs> but yeah, she she has been a handful, but I, I love her very much, and I shall continue to spam pictures of her because everybody on Twitter seems to love her. I hear you made the mistake of blacklighting a room. Oh yeah. Uh, well, she. Her original owner had her in a room with her siblings and like five other cats and one litter box. And, you know, she never learned how to properly use a litter box. So she's been kind of having litter box problems. And I was trying to clean up the basement and got a black light so that I could find the spots and then immediately regretted that decision because, yeah, the it made my basement look like a Jackson Pollock painting. <laughs> and, Time and to get some uh, good cleaner. <laughs> yeah, so I, I bought some like industrial strength carpet cleaner on Amazon and that's my task after the show is cleaning up the basement because uh, yes. But and, and it's not her fault obviously whoever had her be, to begin with didn't know a thing about cats. But she's in an, in a happy home now. My other girls, Lita and Nami, have been really playing with her, and Nami especially has been like her surrogate mom. Aww. Like, nice. she get, yeah, she like gets mad at us if we have to give her pills and stuff. So Don't you give her pills, not on my <laughs> watch. I, I am. We actually had to lock her out of the room while we had to give her a pill or give Alice pill a pill the other day because she just got really upset. <laughs> but um, that's cute. And then, even though I've been starting to play a lot of stuff, the big thing that I did was I did a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen, and like right after you guys left is when they started up that um, Final Fantasy fifteen crossover. Which, oh, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Where you get yeah, the jumping I, car. Yes. I, I it, You know, it, it amuses the crap out of me, the difference between WoW and 14, because, well, it's like, we have to have stuff that matches the style of Oh, WoW. give me a break. They do and, not. <laughs> and 14, it's like, hey, you want a flying car? Here's a flying Here's car. Flying car. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, let's hop into our flying car while we go and visit this near automata raid. <laughs> Is there a whole gonna... near Automata raid? Yeah, that's the guest designer for the next 24-man raid series in Shadowbringers is oh. Yoko Taro. Oh, good. And he is doing... Excellent. Uh, I think... So basically, it is the most... Sorry. It is the most Yoko Taro thing ever. Like so everyone has a big a... weird circle mask on? <clears throat> no, I was thinking of the fact that it's a very Yoko Taro thing to do to put a sequel to Near Automata inside another game. Right. Okay. I mean, the only Seriously. better thing would be is if it deletes your character when you finish the raid, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're done now. <laughs> okay, I, 
There is actually a person. I think it's either a free company name or a person named Uber Driver. <laughs> Excellent. And it makes me wonder if they've got that car and they've just been giving people rides. Yeah, I've seen a seen a picture of him with his <laughs> car. And yeah, because the thing is, is the regalia in as it's implemented in fourteen is a four person mount. Yeah. So you can actually give your friends whatever uh, rides it's made um doing eureka a lot easier because uh like everyone has the car so you can just all hop into the car to go to the next spawn <laughs> it's great get in loser we're gonna go kill mobs yep <laughs> and i think i mean yeah the, i like the, that you the, call the, it eureka instead of eureka whatever is that like a britishism is that like no that i think there? i think i've inherited that off some japanese thing or something Oh, okay all right um but also uh, the fact that the yeah they incorporated the flying mode, which mm -hmm. I think is post game content in fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I think after you beat the game, you can get it flying. And I did that once and crashed the car and got it immediately game over because I had no idea how to land it. That's that sounds like, accurate. Okay, I guess, this is I why we don't have flying cars in real life. Yes. <laughs> But but boy, you so you had to grind up like two hundred thousand gold saucer coins to get the car, and I had to learn the gold saucer pretty quick. Um, luckily, if the you answer is know do what gates you... and yeah the, the fashion challenge the fashion, log and the fashion, the fashion thing eighty a day, right? Yeah, 80, yeah, yeah. 80 I I did the I did the challenge log. I managed to get it like within a week. And then it's debatable do... whether you should do the mahjong. Yeah, I did Mahjong once, and one game took 45 minutes, and I was like, <laughs> okay, never again. Never yeah, I've been watching again. debates about this in the uh, the newbie chat in 14. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, kudos to people that like Mahjong because I can see how relaxing it is, but I'll stick to Mahjong Solitaire because, my God, that that's just... Once I realized that Mahjong essentially, is essentially poker... I was okay with it, but that takes way too long for what you get. Most, most of the people who I found playing Mahjong in 14 are people who played Mahjong in the Yakuza series because yes. it got them more completion percentage. Yes. Nah. Uh, let's see, what, what else? I finished Heavensward, and oh my god, that stuff was epic. Wasn't it? Good. Yeah. I'm glad you ended up coming around on it. Yeah, no, I... I... What are you talking when about? When we I left, enjoying... you were not enjoying the first parts of uh, Heavensward. Oh, that's because I would get um, get locked out of the main story quest and had to go grind experience. Oh, okay. I didn't realize they had not softened those. Yeah, that's obnoxious. It... Yeah, yeah, it kind of is, and I'm probably going to run into that with Stormblood because I'm only like level. No, what I wasn't enjoying was that I got. I had unlocked the machinist class and had to go back to old world content to get machinist up into yeah. Heaven's yeah. Ward, and that was driving me crazy because I, I I wanted to play machinist because that felt closer to Well Hunter. I think you're supposed but, to go do hunts for leveling up your own characters and then have a bunch of uh, hunt marks to spend on. New and then gear. also, and then Palace of the Dead. Just okay. You grind the ever loving Christ out of Palace of the Dead. Yeah, I did that. And then or there's the cross... new one, right? Yeah. Uh, or you cross um, your Papa Yoshi P's mitts with silver and get a, get a sixty out of it. Yeah, that's true. You could just buy out. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that's what I ended up doing. Heavensward was such a beautiful expansion. And unlocking all the Aether Currents and just getting to fly around and see all that scenery. And then just running around in Stormblood and that's even bigger. Yeah, and, appar- and apparently the, the areas in Shadowbringers are slightly bigger than the ones in Stormblood. Oh, oh wow, that's huge. I think because what they said was they're actually removing 32-bit support. Yeah. So, yeah. Though, I will say, Kelly, um, don't have your expectations as high for Stormblood as they were for Heavensward. <laughs> mm. Is the story not as epic? No. Oh. It's not going to be as good as Heavensward. I just, I it should be better than ARR's garbage, especially at the end there. But... Um, I, I, I didn't thought, like I still, thought, I still, I still thought Stormblood was really good. Nah, it wasn't it's, like Heavensward though. Heavensward was so good. That stuff with the dragon dragons song and were... and then you get your first time you get a flying mount and you're like, oh, I'm flying around with dragons and stuff and like castles and yeah. No. Getting Midgar Midgar Swarmer as a mount. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he'll keep really... showing up, so that's fun. Yeah. Oh, and getting him as a mini pet that just yeah. kind of pops Hang in out. out of existence. Yeah, like, I mean, uh, the funny yeah. thing—the funny thing is—is is he crops up again in Stormblood as well. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, there's a whole raid series involving him. So I—I'm not sure if I'm going to get done with Stormblood by the time uh, Shadowbringers comes no, out. No I've... stress. Do it when you want. Yeah, I've, I've been, like I said, I've been kind of all over the place when it comes to games lately, just starting something, kind of playing it, deciding that I'm not really into it and starting something else. Um, mostly because I'm, you well, I Persona Q2 comes out this week, which that is going to be a priority game. Next week. And then, oh, next week? Yeah, June 4th. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. It did and ship then, out early to some people. And then they yeah, realized their mistake lucky. and stopped shipping it, which made me sad because <laughs> I wasn't yeah, one of the people that got it early. I wasn't that lucky, but um, I'm I'm going to be playing Persona Q shortly, and um, I, I laid this all out on uh, RPG Backtrack, but we've got a game of Geddon coming up between that and Bloodstained and Dragon Quest Builders 2 and... Uh, um. What else at the end of the month? Oh, uh, or at the end of July, uh, Fire Emblem, which I can't wait for. And at some point, I need to finish Trails of Cold Steel too because I finished Cold Steel one. Drop and that. Had to, yeah, and had to immediately start up Cold Steel two just because of that cliffhanger. <laughs> Always too many games, too many games. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. All right. Hey, Chris. Yeah? Tell us about what you played on the cruise. Well, you said I can't say everything, though, right? Nope. Okay. Two games. Two games. But on the cruise? Well, in general. Um, but, yeah, on the cruise. That doesn't... I don't know how to do this. <sighs> Panic. All right. So, on the cruise... I'm going to just ignore Anna. On the cruise, I played Final Fantasy IV Free Enterprise a ton and Etrian Odyssey Nexus a ton. Um, but you guys have heard about those games in the past. Um, I'm getting better at for Free Enterprise, but not as good as Anna. Uh, I also tried out Final Fantasy V Career Day, um, because why not? And just basically played through a randomized FF5, and that was really cool. Um, 
and I learned that there's FF5 is an infinitely more complex game than FF4, and there's so much to learn there. And I think I'm going to do um, the Four Job Fiesta again this year and try and get better at FF5. Um, then I came back home, played some more Path of Exile, Diablo 3, because there's a new season, and Final Fantasy 14. I'm getting back into it. Yay! That's it. I'm just enjoying catching up gear in 14. And I'm not even... You know what's cool? Is when you stop caring so much about completionism and just on having fun with your games, um, you can log into FF14, see something, you say, hey, I'm just going to spend some time doing that. But that's not the most efficient way to raise your eye level. It's like, yeah, I know. But I want to do this now, so I don't care. And it's like, it's liberating. (laughs) Yeah, I've I've been doing that a lot in 14. Yeah. Just kind of doing little side things. Oh, I bought an apartment. I forgot to mention Ooh. that. Are you in the, the are housing you in our, mogul? Are you in our Res Arcana thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you got an apartment inside there or it's a separate? No. I don't remember how that works. I I think I got one in um, the, the the boat city that I can't pronounce. Limsa? Yeah, Limsa. Limsa Lomina. Yes. Lominsa. Whatever. If you're going to correct it, you got to do it right. <laughs> it is actually possible no. to own. It is possible to own both a um uh a, a private room in the free company estate and also an apartment. I didn't know I, that. I didn't okay. know that. Right. Yeah. We've still got we've still got spare rooms left if you've got some gill left over. No, that was most of my gill, but I also learned that um Selling dyes on Friday is like one of the best ways to make gill. But where does one get the dyes? You have to craft them. Oh. Well, the ones that you have to craft, rather, you sell on Friday when the fashion report comes out and figure out what dyes are needed for bonus points that week and then just craft a couple of couple of five high stacks of them and just put I've them up. I've spent a bunch you'll... of time playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and I have no idea what you're talking about. And I love and, the fact and, that there's something in the game I have no clue about how it works still. <laughs> the, fashion, the fashion report is an event in the Gold Saucer where you get a score out of 100 depending on how well you fit a given theme for the week. Oh, mm-hmm. so you've been making bank during this event is what it is. Okay. Yeah, because it's every week. Mm-hmm. Um, do, do, do you remember the Trial of Style and WoW? No. Or did you ever do that? I didn't do that. It was a... It was a similar thing, but I think Trial of Style only happens like once in a blue moon versus Fashion Report, which is every week. But it is also the best way of getting uh, gold source of points. Yes, because if you're getting a, uh, a a score of eighty or above, gives you. Uh, I mean, if you have the FC buff active, it gives you over sixty thousand uh, gold source of points. Cool. And someone on one of the subreddits like does the fashion report every week and tells you exactly what you need to buy. And if it's like two, if it's two matching items that you can just buy from a vendor, then you can win it. Now, I haven't been participating lately because a lot of the items have been very expensive. All right, I'm looking this up now. Carry on. I'm done. What oh. do we do now? Is it new story time? Um, no, no, no. We have two people left. Oh, geez. Um, Alice. So, shortly after I joined the site, 
a long time ago. I joined the site in 2011. Uh, people may recall that NCSoft closed down City of Heroes, the MMO. And a lot of people were pretty upset at this. And yeah, I had a lot of oh, friends that lost jobs over that. Yeah. Um, so over the over the years there's been attempts to resurrect city of heroes um there's been uh paragon chat which is just an xmpp chat client attached to uh, what is basically a map emulator there's no combat or anything like that it is literally just like a glorified chat room and i believe there was another project that had um it gotten somewhere with like some basic server emulation um, but they didn't have any like kind of working prototype or anything like well, that. And then I think they much... got C and D. Yeah, I think there may have been a C and D involved. But and then it turned out uh, this happened. I think it was late last year, but it only really blew up like about three weeks ago. Um, it turned out that there was another group of people, and yeah, they did have a supervillain name. It's great. They were the. Um, Try to remember it was oh yeah the secret the secret cabal of reverse engineers or score for short um, turned out they'd actually had a fully well pretty fully functioning private server running for about six years now and it basically kept it pretty much like entirely under wraps mostly because they were afraid of a you know an NCSoft C and D letter um, not only did they did it exist but they had updated they had taken content that was on the test server when the game was shut down uh and updated their own stuff um so the game shut down on um yeah, the patch out at the time was issue 23 uh and there was an issue 24 patch on the test server when the shutdown order came through uh this test server was running a custom one called issue 25 which included a bunch of new stuff uh, based on reverse engineering of the uh, like code that was available. And what happened was this entire thing just got blown completely open. The source code leaked. You know, old developers suddenly kind of crawled out of the woodwork. Um, it, it, the the code has been kind of disseminated and shared around so much now that. There were already something like four private, like huge private servers running for it. it. The like the entire game has come roaring back to life, like extremely suddenly. And NCSoft have said nothing, as far Seriously? as I can tell. Seriously? Yeah, um, I think there may have been like some whispers going around, like some pe between people who may have been involved in running some of these projects. So like you know, big community figures who've been involved since like you know long before the game shut down um like owners of big sites and stuff and i mean res arcana the final fantasy 14 sd features several people who i met in the role-playing community of city of heroes and we know we've became really good friends over the years um when the shutdown happened we sort of all retreated off to well it was an irc channel but it's discord now um and you know with a number of us became really good friends um hell three of them are coming to my wedding Oh, FYI, I'm getting married this year. Um, Yay! So, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, but, yeah, so... City of is Heroes it a Final Fantasy fun... fourteen wedding? No, it's not. <laughs> Disappoint. Hey, those are only offered in Japan, and they're really expensive. What? Um, only $17,000. <sighs> you know, do you know how much my wedding has cost so far? 60 quid. Uh, a little bit more than that. About 1500 or so. W weddings are expensive, yo. 
Yeah, but I mean, that's the cost for the wedding reception and the uh, the the actual ceremony. That's cheap. It is pretty cheap. We spent more than um, that on our wedding. So yeah, so City of Heroes has just suddenly like reappeared like out of nowhere and private servers are everywhere. So if you ever actually missed out on playing City of Heroes, because um, I know a lot of people did, um, it, you can now play it in some capacity. The game is, the private servers are basically fully featured copies of the original game. I thought I heard a story about one private server somewhere that like you, if you signed up for it, you had to sign an NDA that you couldn't talk about it. Yeah, so that that I think refers to the score server. The owner of that particular server did keep like he kept like charts of the people that were recruited to it as a way of to minimize leaks. I think mm. he was kind of worried that I mean, understandably kind of the, so. Yeah, I mean, if you think about NCSoft's history, like the 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 concern about like a sudden C and D like destroying months or years of work. I can kind of see where they were coming from. Yeah. And and now that it's actually happened and this whole thing's been blown open, NCSoft silence is weird. And to be honest, it's gotten to the extent, though, where even if they did say anything at this point, the code has been disseminated so far and wide now that, it, you, you you know, it's a case of keep circulating the tapes sort of mm -hmm. thing. It, you know, it can't really be stopped at this point. Someone somewhere will have, a like, a secure like cloud backup of the uh, the code or something and can just spin up a server. Effectively, City of Heroes has gone to a state where it was kind of like a, you know, a footnote in the, the list of failed MMOs over the last 10 years. Um, Which is weird because it wasn't a failed anyway. Sorry. No, it wasn't. I mean, to NCSoft it was. Bastards. Um, but, you know, it's actually now gone into a state where it can actually be, you know, it... it it's like a, it's almost like a museum piece. Mm -hmm. You know, you can actually properly like look at it as a as a piece of media. It's uh, you know, it's a big victory for those people who are very concerned about uh being able to preserve uh like games that have shut down. So, yeah, um City of Heroes suddenly alive. Um oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to, like, give any guides out on how to connect to it because NCSoft will be after me, but, you know, it's there. You can search it out fairly easily. And, hey, maybe it's an excuse to hop on the RP Gamer Discord and say hi to people, and maybe Alice can direct you from there. Probably. Um, and, uh, yeah, the other game I've been playing is, in while I've been waiting for Shadowbringers to release, is Fantasy uh, uh, Star Online 2 issued their uh, next huge sort of story update sort of thing. Uh, there's a new class uh, called Phantom. Bit weird, but whatever. Uh, similar to Hero, it's uh, it's a class that wields three different weapon types. It's kind of meant to be like a jack-of-all-trades, but highly mobile uh, class. It's a lot of fun to play. I've already maxed it out because getting EXP <laughs> in that game these days is actually fairly trivial. Um Lots of fun. Uh, rather glad that the game appears to be going back to its sci like sci fantasy roots. Because um, episode four, uh, I know I've brought up on the cast before. Episode four was very much kind of like it was almost like a one of those anime slice of life stories attached to 
um, like the science fantasy underpinning, which is weird as hell. And then episode five, they were like, oh, hey, Isekai, that's a cool genre that everyone likes. Let's wait, rip that off. Wait, wait, wait. Translation, please. So Isekai is otherworld. It's a very popular anime genre where a character ends up in another world, transported to oh, another world, um, surrounded by a harem of... God stole my cell phone sort of idea. Yeah, not just that, but like other... I mean, even I suppose Sword Art Online kind of falls into it a little bit. Um, yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it is a popular genre, but not a lot of people like it because it's, it tends to be very badly written. Um, and yeah, episode five kind of felt like that a little bit, even when they started bringing in characters from older Final Fantasy games, uh, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Star games. Um, I don't know, just because they wanted to like say, Hey, look, we've got the main character from Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy. I keep saying it wrong. <laughs> This is we've like got the, Kelly and her her Dragon Quest Nine addiction. We've got the yep. we've got a we've got an alternate universe version of the original one of the characters from the original Fantasy Star. Look, there they are. And then they kind of realized mm, people aren't really liking this very much. So uh, let's kind of you know dial up the story ante a bit. And I think people kind of came around on Episode Five a little bit, like they came around in Episode Four. Uh, but now um, Episode like six goes back to the main universe back into space uh there's space someone, there's someone threatening to destroy the universe and you're the only person who can stop them there are battleships there are giant robots there are lots of laser beams it sorry looks are we cool. talking about star ocean no no fantasy star. fantasy star okay sorry <coughs> i can understand. understand why you're confused yeah. and we'll talk about that okay shortly. cool <laughs> um other than that, uh, Sega's insatiable lust. Wait, wait, for... wait! That means you were doing laser beams. Cool. I just call um, it. Sega's insatiable lust for uh, money continues, and they keep on doing sillier and sillier collaboration events to, for costumes and stuff like that. Oh, like an SMT Digital Devil Liberation or whatever it's called. Yeah. So they, I mean, they already did Persona Five like twice. Um, uh, but they've also, I mean, their current one is a Konosuba one, which is some anime that I don't watch. But, uh, and they've done a bunch of, I know they've done Valkyria Chronicles in the past because I have Selvaria's outfits on one of my characters. Do you, do you have the dog? No. They don't have the dog from Valkyria Chronicles 4? Sadly they're not, not. They're no. not even trying. Disappoint. Um, as far as other stuff, um... There's a new Stellaris expansion coming out soon, so I've been getting back into Stellaris recently. Um, uh, I'm sure there's some mobile games I've been playing, but I'll, I'm trying to keep this short. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much me done. Maybe I'll talk more about something else next time. Like delivering missiles? Well, I mean, I'm playing Stellaris, so I'm kind of delivering missiles. Yeah. It's my turn. Oh, finish this off. Yeah, so I played, like... All the not RPGs. Oh, I see. Everyone has to stick to two except you. I see. Chris? Yeah. Did you stick to two? No. My first one wasn't even an RPG. It was kitten raising. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good point. So I played the fan translation of The Great Ace Attorney. I played Star Story The Horizon Escape, which is uh, like a choose-your-own-adventure game. I played a lot of visual novels. I played Alt Frequencies, um, which is new and really cool. Um, 
much like Undertale, I don't want to spoil the premise. It's inexpensive. Go into it blind. Uh, then I played Valhalla, which is finally out on Switch. Yay! I think it's out on Switch. Which were you supposed to go into blind? Alt frequencies. Oh, yeah. You didn't like it as much as I did. No, but I don't even know if you got the real ending. I don't know either. Did you go back and do what we were talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried oh. everything. I'm waiting for a guy to come out. All right. All right. Played Valhalla, um, which is about um, giving people alcohol. <laughs> Mac really liked it. Listen, he... I'm the boss. Pet me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are there are uh, sentient corgis in the game. <laughs> Shiba Inus. Shiba Inus. No, I'm sorry. Right. So the game opens up with the bar smelling like pee because there was a corgi party. <laughs> and then... Corgi the party. bartender was really upset because her boss hired a corgi and her boss is like, it's not a corgi, it's a Shiba Inu. See, it's okay. <laughs> it's the same breed. Actually, a corgi is pretty much a uh, low rider Shiba Inu. <laughs> I digress. Lower it down a little. <laughs> um, and then because Chris really wanted me to play it, I played The Liar Princess and the Blind Prince. This is the one that I want to talk about. So. Uh, you had some um, comments about it last uh-oh. time when I talked about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Did you play it? Yes. Did I not? I think I talked about it, or at least I mentioned it. Okay. But this was, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Right, right, right. So um, this game is really short, so I'm glad that I got it on sale. Um, it took me about four hours to beat it. I did not 100% it. So I think here's the thing that I really like about the game. It's a puzzle platformer. But... Does it have a unique art style? <sighs> yes. Ah. Shut up. <laughs> the Here's the thing that I really like about it. Is I don't tend to like puzzle platformers because they are too hard for me. <coughs> I'm just... I'm not good at that kind of twitchy gameplay. And I'm going to get some feedback that's like, I don't know what you're talking about. My apprentice isn't twitchy. But anyways. So you are the liar princess and you transform back and forth between a human princess and your true wolf form. And each form has its Would advantages. Would you say you're the prince's woofu? <laughs> I'm sorry, we have to end the podcast because I have to go murder my husband. Hang on. Hang on, let me do it right. Threw my ring on the desk. Oh no. Anyways, talk about the damn game already. <laughs> yeah, it's a puzzle platformer with a unique art style. Okay, great. <laughs> but if you're like me and not good at puzzle platformers, that's okay because there's two things baked into the game. One, you don't have to get all of the collectibles. The collectibles are the hardest part about the game, and they're flower petals and flowers. They're very cute when you do get them. Number two, if you get super duper stuck, you can skip a level after 10 minutes. <laughs> 
That's good. Yeah, it's great. It was just like, I never ended up having to use it. There were a couple times that I was getting frustrated with a level and I went in to skip it and I still had a couple minutes left on the countdown. So I decided to just try again and I got it. So that's cool. Um, I like the story, the final. So despite the fact that it's a puzzle platformer with almost no combat, the final stage is a three-part boss fight. How'd you like that? What? Pascal. Oh, you're asking Pascal. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I barely remember it. Really? Um, I remember that there's a boss fight, but isn't it's not a boss fight in the fact that you have to fight. It's like... It's a puzzle boss fight. Yes. Yeah. It's really cool. I remember it was there. I don't recall like the specifics of how you get past it, but you know, you I manipulate the It took me a while to somehow. figure out. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out um the third stage. Cuz of course, being a boss fight, the final boss has multiple stages. Forms? Yeah, multiple forms. Yeah, I just don't remember too much to be honest. So, did you not like it? I was kind of uh, middle of the road on it. Okay. The story didn't really appeal. It's not the it's not the premise of the story. It's how it was told that was a little off putting to me. The ending made me cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> it changes your title screen. I don't know if you noticed that. Hmm. Um. I don't know. Yeah. Because at the start of the game, it's the wolf and she's singing on the cliff. And at the end of the game, it's not the wolf singing on the cliff anymore. I don't think I did notice that then. It's very cute. I'll have to send you a screenshot. So yeah, I really liked it. Um, When I felt like I was getting frustrated was about the time that I was able to break through whatever was tripping me up. There is one level that is so challenging that you can actually 100% skip it. Um, It's it's the one where you have to fall down into the hole if you want to do any of it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's just for the collectibles. Yep. So that was sort of fascinating for me to see. It's like the developers made a level that was so hard that they actually didn't decided not to force people to do it in the actual game. And I think that um, Skip might actually be unique to the North American version. Ah, I see. We're not hard. Isn't there even like a isn't there even like a sign or something yep. that says yeah like drop down if you want to whatever yeah it's like drop down if you want a very difficult level or just keep going left or just keep going right and so i was like nope i'm going right (laughs) Mm, i think i 100 percented it so i I went back and redid those cool yeah no it's beautiful that is one thing that i will say about the game it is very very pretty so it actually just had its first anniversary and they're doing like a retweet contest for a piece of unique art from the original artist um, and I'm sure they will have the game on sale again in the near future. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say pick it up. I'll talk. About I do it. like the idea of like, uh, like a fairy tale, folk tale, even with the like other uh, distant culture influences. I just, just this particular one didn't resonate with me all that much. I felt like it wasn't, the story just wasn't going anywhere for mu- much of it. Oh, that's true. Nope. You're you're totally right about that. All right. I think that's everything that we've been playing. 
Rockstar. It's news time, Chris. So we're 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 kind and rewind, and we're not going to go through every single story for the last six weeks. We're just going to hit some major interesting oh, stuff. Good, because this show's getting really long. Yeah, I know, right? I had a feeling it was going to be a long one. Chris, news. What about it? You're reading. You're hosting this I'm week. I'm reading? No, I'm not. You're hosting this week. Oh, I thought you were hosting. No. Uh, you're hosting the news. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unfortunately, I need to hop off now. So oh, I'm going of course to do... you do. It's time hey. for you to eat dinner, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Right. Because you guys keep on... Well, I mean, it's just a fact of when the podcast starts. Um... I, I come on! I've been doing this for what 150 episodes or something. I've I've been here before episode 250. I've done over half of these anyway. So mm-hmm. you know me me leaving halfway through is I don't know half of the course I guess. Yeah. It made sense in my head. Okay, I'm I'm out. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Have a good one. All right. Yep. And uh, yeah, happy 500 episode Thank to everyone. You. Uh, Thank you very much for standing by me all this time and for all your support as well. Yeah. Whew. Alrighty. Let's uh We should see. live stream Alice's wedding as a podcast. I don't know if we can do that. We could try. <laughs> yeah. We right. should we should pay for him to have the Final Fantasy fourteen wedding in game and live stream oh, that. She should get that. Yeah. Alright. So Let's uh, start with the news stories, because the show needs to end. Uh, Alex uh, Alex reports, JP Games announces the Pegasus Dream Tour. It's a new uh, studio, is JP Games. It's founded by the FF15 director, Hajime Tabada. Uh, and they're going to be doing a new game called the Pegasus Dream Tour. It's a sports RPG, the first official game of the International Paralympic Committee. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, and you will participate in virtual Paralympic Games in a fantasy metropolis called Pegasus City. And it's being planned for release in 2020 to help celebrate the 2020 Paralympics. Uh, it is going to be on smartphones and other platforms. But the only thing we know for sure is smartphones. And uh, yeah, I don't really get what we're going to do. But uh, it's an RPG with Paralympics and wings and like fake limbs. So check that out. Uh, we have Uduwari <laughs> Ramono Zan coming to North America and Europe later this year. It is coming to PS4 in 2019 fall and will be physical and digital, including a limited edition that gets you a hardcore art book, soundtrack CD, some art prints, a paper fan, and a collector's box. So is it just me or did this game get moved up? Because I swore when they announced it, it was 2020. Oh, you're asking the wrong person. What systems is it coming out for? PS4. And? No, that's it. Okay. So. <laughs> Carry on. It's a spinoff game that features the cast of Underwater Ray Romano, Mask of Deception, and Mask of Truth. This is Underwater Ray Romano Zan. Oh, I'm thinking of the remake of the first game. That's what I'm thinking of. And then we learned it's going to be September. <laughs> they gave us a date. Yep. <laughs> a few weeks later. Yeah. Uh, Persona 5 Royal got announced while we were out. And Octopath Traveler got put out on PC. No, sorry, June 7th. Got okay. announced for PC. Okay, but why did you cut off Persona 5 Royal? Because you skipped Octopath Traveler. No, I didn't. Yes. Okay, but I can get it next. Kay. If you want to do the news, you nope. go ahead and do the news. Nope. 
But if you're going to let me do the news, let me do the news. So P5R, P5S, S is not switch, it's scramble. I think she's doing the news. Nope. I think she's doing the news. No, I just did that to annoy you. Carry okay. on. <laughs> the, the salt over scramble was very real. So, okay. I'm excited for Persona it. Persona 5 Royal too. adds a new character and some story stuff. And and they're, they're a new character that can fight and stuff. And it's going to come out eventually. Japan this year. We don't know when here. Okay. What's up with Scramble? What's Scramble about? It is so, a battle royale. No, no it's uh, Musou. 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 Sorry. Musou. Um, no, people were convinced that Persona 5S was going to be a... Um, switch port. A switch port. And when it wasn't, it was it, when they announced that it was a Musou game, people got salty... So salty. My but... expectations were not met, and thus. And we still have no screenshots there. of Scramble, so. No. But I, uh, you know, Persona Muso game. Now that I'm a Muso fan, amazing. This... All right. Well, we'll see P5R next year here. Who knows when we'll see Scramble? Uh, in the meantime, you can get psyched up for Doraemon Story of Seasons. No. Nobody knows Doraemon in the U.S. <laughs> I, I'm excited. It looks like a cute game. Uh, sure. And you get to pet cows and ride horses and run through the forest and plant farms. So, because, you know, it's a Story Seasons game. So we'll see if that has anything to it or if it's kind of lame later this year. Borderlands 3 was announced and they showed some gameplay. Um, it looks like the other Borderlands. Um, it's um, Epic Store exclusive. I think so, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it also, and, you know, all that Randy Pitchford drama and stuff was still going around. Oh, yeah, that was when um, people were upset because the Claptrap voice actor wasn't playing Claptrap. Mm. But it turns out that there is lots of drama surrounding that, which we probably don't want to cover. Yeah, no. Um, Apparently, Bloodstained got a lot of complaints about the art style. So they redid the art style. Or at least some of the art of the characters. Um, and they even had a cute video with Koji <laughs> throwing a wine glass on the on the ground. <laughs> he does that a lot in his videos. <laughs> well, what is a man? Anyway, so they have a new art. St- oh, my gosh. It's like... It's very different. It's like maybe if you guys had just waited, we would have done this anyway. But I don't know. So either way, uh, they've got new graphical improvements and hopefully a... Uh, Hopefully it's positive. I will I leave that to you to decide. If that was one of the things that WayForward was doing for them. I don't know what WayForward did for them. Do Me you? Either. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can ask someone you know there. Mm. Never tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. You could tell me about it. Fine. Right. <laughs> I can't uh, wait for this game. Bloodstains being developed by WayForward, Deco, and Artplay, because apparently everyone needs to help on this game. And it's a spiritual successor to classic Castlevania games. It's coming out digitally June 18th, 2019 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Switch comes out a week later in June 25th. PS4 and Xbox One get a retail version on June 21st. And the Switch retail version comes out June 28th. So that's a lot of dates for you. But just know mid to late June, you get to your, uh, your Bloodstained. Finally. And then we'll get to see. Will it be as good as Symphony of the Night or no? Well, that spinoff game that they made, uh, Curse of the Moon, or be a bloodstained curse of something that curse was like a... Um, or something. Yeah, I, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was basically like a Castlevania 3 
Thin spiritual browser? successor? No, not in the browser. Oh, sorry. It's on consoles. I am mistaking it for something else. Yeah, but yeah, we did see lim- Vinny and stuff play it. I was watching yeah. that. Limited run. I'm sorry, Kelly. We keep cutting you off. Um, Limited Run did a version of that new, um, the Bloodstained Castlevania Three one with the and made it look like the original um, NES box art. Yes, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Uh yeah, had it look like the original NES box art, which looks really cool. I I wish I would have picked that up. Nice. Okay, so we've got that. Um, oh yeah, here it is, Kelly. Wow. Yeah. That is cool. It's very Castlevania style. All right. Next story is that... Uh, oh, blood, oh, we talked about that. Monster Hunter Iceborne got a date. So it's coming out September to PS4 and uh, 2020 to PC, unfortunately. Um, you play on PS4. Why I play you on PS4. Uh, because people are really liking it on PC and they were hoping they'd finally end the schism of dates between the two. Gotcha. PS- PC is uh, looks better and has better uh, load times. Okay. So a lot of people switched over, but now they feel like they have to wait longer for all the content, and it kind of stinks because of that. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, that's already over, so... All right, next. Final Fantasy VII Remake got a trailer. Yeah, it looks good. It looks like the screenshots we saw before, if you ask me, which means the battle system is looking more and more like Kingdom Hearts. You say that like it's a bad thing. It's a terrible thing, and it will be awful, and it will be destroyed in reviews if that happens, I guarantee Uh, you. I I don't think so. All right. To Uh, to be honest, looking at the battle system, I think it's going to be more like... um, 15. Well, more like Final Fantasy 13 with it being kind of like active turn based. That's what I said, and Chris blew me off. 13 is just switching stances. No. Yeah, you just yeah, switch. Thirteen is like setting strategies. Yeah, thirteen yeah, yeah. is just like, oh, we're gonna do the like... the defender strategy now. Now we're gonna do the aggressive strategy now. That's all that uh, I'm is. Sorry. I meant Final Fantasy ten. I forgot oh, that. Oh, okay. Like that. FF ten is straight up turn based. That's what yeah. seven yeah, should be, like in, and, and that's not what this is like gonna be. I don't 15. think. Fifteen is how does fifteen work? Oh, fifteen is totally action. So yeah. I don't know if this is going to be that fluid as action, but we'll see. I think ten was the last time I actually really just liked the um, a battle system yeah. in a Final Fantasy game. I mean, if it's like ten, I'd be happy. If it's like fifteen, I'll be very disappointed because that's not what seven is. Seven is a turn-based yes. RPG, and it's not really that game if you make it without a turn-based battle system to me. But whatever. At least the translation should be better, right? So <laughs> that's something. Anyway, read the trailer. See if you're disappointed or excited. Um, read the trailer. Watch the trailer. Okay. Read reactions. Um, get I links to Pro Jared stories, which apparently also happened no. while we're on the cruise ship. Um, no, don't. <laughs> don't go down that. Oh, way. We haven't heard about that yet. <laughs> no, you haven't. All right. Um, Dauntless fully releasing for PC. So Dauntless. Speaking of Monster Hunter stuff, uh, Dauntless is a kind of Monster Hunter like game, and it is finally out. It's no longer beta, it's out. It's out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. On PC, it's the Epic Game Store, and I assume their own launcher, because they had their own launcher before. Um, For PS4 and Xbox One, of course, you just buy them on those consoles. It's Actually, you don't have to buy them. I think it's free to play, right? 
Um, releases are planned for Nintendo Switch and iOS later this year. That sounds awesome. Also, it's crossplay. It's pure, purely crossplay, like Fortnite. Um, so, PS4, Xbox One, and PC play against anybody on any of the platforms, which is cool. And uh, yeah, there you go. Go download it and play. Or not. Depends if you're into Monster Hunter type games. And hey, remember how Square Enix stole the the Tales of guy? Yeah. Yeah, his studio closed. Yeah, he's gone. He left. Well, he left a while ago, and then it was like, what's going to happen to that studio? And they're like, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so, no more Hideo Baba at Square Enix. Uh, WoW Classic has a release date. Are who's you going to play that, Kelly? Who's excited no. for WoW Classic? August 27, 2019. I I could not possibly care less about WoW Classic. But it's it's the original have, launch version of the game up to 2006 Drums of War update. I have fond, fond memories of that time of gaming for me, but there's so many quality of life changes they've done since then that going back on some of that is just would be way too frustrating. And I've heard there's been a lot... Blizzard's been releasing statements to where... Hey, these aren't bugs. These are fe- these are how it was. These is, these are yeah. Yes, there is so an entire thread that. that has a list of all the things that people keep reporting as bugs that are in fact not bugs. And not only that, I my my main is hunter, which I think was one of the more broken classes in WoW Classic. So you gotta feed pets and everything. You There's that. Your you pet. You had to carry you your your arrows. You had yeah. to oh level forty mounts. Thousand gold for your thousand gold in the vanilla system. I just I sat, I sat in the in the in winter. Um, what's that zone called? Winter, winter spring, winter spring, and grinded blue dragons for so long. So many blue dragons. <sighs> Kill me now. That being said, it's a rite of passage. If if they do. Witch King classic, I might bite on that. Yeah, actually, that is Witch, cool. Witch King was my peak, and I think that they had patched out. I mean, you still had ammo, you still had some issues, but I think that they had patched out enough of the issues that it made um, made the game enjoyable. What do you mean you don't want to do level 1 to 10 with no bow and no yeah. pet and no capacity to shoot things that are within me- melee range? Yeah, yeah. I, I, they didn't get rid of minimum range until I want to say miss on hunters. Well, and I swear, in like at some point they br- they got rid of it, and then they brought it back, and then they got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. But right. Chris's favorite game, Mutant Year Zero, is getting an expansion. Oh, sorry. Are we done not caring about WoW Classic? Yeah. Uh, Mutant Year um, Zero. I didn't like that. It's getting an expansion. Maybe that'll make it better. It's coming out July 30th and um, PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch. And that's uh, the first time the game will be coming to the Switch is with this expansion. Um, sorry, I forgot to mention. Did you guys see that Wild Ragnaros statue that they are doing for the 15-year anniversary? Yeah, but I don't want a, Ra- a Ragnarok statue. I'm good. It's really expensive. Hey, I'd like to point out that the new character is a moose in Mutant Year Zero. What? Yeah, he's got giant moose antlers. So maybe he's Canadian. 
I <laughs> hope so. His name is Big Con. Big Con. <laughs> oh, goodness. Dude, it's totally a giant <coughs> guy. So right. I think this needs to be our question of the week. What? What? Will you play WoW Classic? Oh, I thought it was going to be like, is the moose guy Canadian? Um, Neo 2 uh, got a uh, closed alpha gameplay trailer, so you could go check that out on the site if you want to see what it looks like. Um, not much to talk about other than, you know, it, it's the first time you're getting to see it, so if you're excited for it, go check it out. And then I'd like to plug a bunch of editorial things that happened. Uh, first, we had Innovation is Tradition, which is a big um, editorial you can read about... Uh, innovating or not with uh with uh with jrpgs and kind of how innovation works it's a good read um <coughs> go check that out Mistover has an interview one of our new Thanks, writers jonathan uh yes uh the Welcome. new writers made the uh, innovation is tradition yeah, yeah. Uh, Mistover, uh jonathan stringer here did a uh interview with the Mistover team or james hahn from Mistover. that is um as a preview of their game for Oh, I'm sorry. Mistover is the game. Crafton is the team or the developer. And James Hahn is a producer. So Jonathan interviewed him to talk about Mistover, which, what is Mistover, Jonathan? It's like this roguelike JRPG turn-based game. And this, there's like mist that covers everything. And the way they described it is you have to make a lot of um, tough decisions. Mm-hmm. Do I get rid of the mist or do I do this? And it reduces your... So every decision you make costs some sort of resource they have. Okay. It looks like. So I haven't actually seen much of the game. They're still developing the game. So this is just all based it off the answers. It feels like Darkest Dungeon when I look at it. Yes. Oh, that's I one of your questions here, isn't it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, go read the interview to find out more about Mistover and see if that's a thing you'd be into. Um, and then finally, we have a column called Adventure Corner, which came up, and uh, Alex posted about Deponia, Steins Gate, and... Uh... No, Deponia and Steins Gate. Oh, that's we... it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, because I remember way back in the day when Gugushnang still worked here, uh, one of the things he wanted to do was make a site called AdventureGamer.com to talk about adventure games, so I think it's cool to see that kind of come to be on RP Gamer just naturally. Um, and kind of breaking news... This morning, Star Ocean First Departure R was announced. What's that? It's a remake. So the first game of Star Ocean was remade mm. on the PSP, and now this is a remake of the PSP Can version. Can just be done with news? It's coming to PS4 and Switch. Is this our last news story, please? Yes, Ooh. yes, yes. Oh, now we're going to talk about reviews. Wait, they're remaking a remake? Yes. Huh? It's Switch I'm in. That we... game is good. Is it just an up-res of a remake? No. I think it's just an up-res of a remake. You cannot up-res a Switch game onto PS4, or uh, a PSP game onto Switch and PS4. Sure you can. You just Not redo the art ass. Hot garbage. Listen, you open it in Unity and you do export to Switch. This is how it works. I'm moving on to the reviews now. <laughs> we reviewed Final Fantasy VII on the Switch and it got lots of hate. Uh-huh. Um, we reviewed Dragon Marked for Death. Wait, the game got hate or the review got hate? The review got hate. What did they Chris, give it? We didn't review it in its original in its sure. original. Well, we're framing. reviewing the Switch version. Oh, we gave it a three out of five. Yes. We um, don't appreciate hold on, how hold on, groundbreaking hold on. it was when it first <clears throat> came out. Those character models. Plot sure isn't what it sure, plot isn't sure what it wants to be. Annoying mini games. These are these are true criticisms of FF seven both now and in the day. Plus yes. a strong cast, material system is interesting, adds depth, speed up, no encounter features are very welcome. 
uh, gets a three out of five because in today's day and age, when you have such really good games out there, um, this coming of age JRPG, and I say coming of age for the genre, not coming of age about the game story or anything, um, kind of is an average game considering what else you could play. And I totally agree with that. But I agree uh, with that too, and I love the crap out of that game. Anyway, so there you go. It is. Uh, it got a review. What else got a review? Steam World Quest. We gave it four and a half out of five. You like I that just game. finished it yesterday. It's fabulous. Hey, Zonky Zero is one you've been looking forward to. That got a review? Uh-huh. And I we gave it. it a three out of five. Three out of five. That's yeah. good enough for you, Anna. Yeah. The problem oh. is, is it's still PS4, right. PC. Well, talk to Kelly about it afterwards. Sounds like she played okay. it. Right. Yeah, I did. Okay. FF9 got a review again? Yeah, because we reviewed the Switch version. Oh. Three out of five? Uh, or do we score it better than seven? Oh, four out of five. Yep, I had yeah, a feeling that would age so, better. So yeah, it just it upreses better. Yeah. Does it fix the loading time for battles? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. And it has the four times speed thing. I'm gonna load this battle for forty five seconds. Oh, now you can start fighting things. Thanks. We reviewed Nelki and the Legendary Alchemist Atelier of the New World. Um, which is a it's game. It's not good. It's just. It's not good. You need to I admit want it. It's to not like good. It. It's not a good game. I don't know how you finished it. Sam finished it. It's like me finishing Hometown Story. <laughs> I was determined. And yeah, Sam points out something that I don't think I talked about on the podcast, but this is, I think, the game's true weakness is if you finish all of the tasks, the last task you have is 30 days of no goals it's hey. count down the next 30 <laughs> well, you days you finally get to do whatever you want um except you still have all of the timers oh and restrictions oh and what the game does a really poor job hey, of on, is telling on. you that you need to continue leveling up just to catch people up nelke and the legendary alchemist is a city town building game with crafting and timers um as in like you have to have certain projects done by x date or else you lose the game um, so it's one of those town building games where you get to like level up buildings and stuff, except you have no freedom to actually do that. I find it interesting of... that she failed at the same place that I did and had to restart. Yeah. And so it doesn't, it just doesn't work. Yep. And then when you finally have plenty of time to work towards a goal, um, it's still really rigid and not fun. Yay. Um, we have a review for exist archive, the other side of the sky. And honestly, I think he was really generous when he gave it two and a half out of five. <laughs> Did you play this? Yeah. Oh. So at one point it? it like no. At one point it nosedived down to like six or seven dollars mm-hmm. on Amazon, and so I bought it, and I played I think three hours of it, and I fell asleep multiple times. Oh boy, man, I overpaid at twenty apparently. Yeah, exist <laughs> archive. So boring. Z z z z z. Three hours. All right. That's my log of That's it. That's your log? From April 2017. ZZZ out of five. <laughs> uh, we have a review for Pillows of Eternity 2. Finally. Dead Fire. Three, out of, three and a half out of five. That's it. Huh? Yeah, so All this right. is one of our newer vi- r- r- new writers. That's Joe. He's one of our new reviewers. So you're going to see a lot of new faces writing in the next few weeks because we hired well and while we were gone. Because, um, yeah, in the, uh, right before we left and as we were gone, we hired like six or seven new writers across a variety of things, news, um, editorials, reviews. So be on the lookout for new names. Okay. Uh, Dark Devotion got a review. What's Dark Devotion? Um, I don't know. It's Harry reviewed it. 
It's a Souls like. Oh, okay. He likes those games. Four out of five. Yep. And then we reviewed Final Fantasy twelve on the Switch, and Alex was like, "This is a Switch game." Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. It is fun on the Switch. Cool. I think I'm gonna put it on my Christmas list because it is it available physically. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully it'll be on sale by then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those games that it's never gonna not be available. Right. So I can ask my mom to buy it, and she'll be able to find it. All right, shall I talk about new game releases? Wrap yes. this show up? Yeah, yeah, because we, we did all of our 500 minute, 500 episode. Yep. All right. All right, so question of the week. Oh. Will you play WoW Classic? Alternatively, would you play a throwback version of any other MMORPG? Oh, just way open, uh, open that category up, why don't you? Yep. Right. And that includes any uh, expansions, like if they do decide to make TBC Classic Glitch King Classic, etc. I'm curious if what expansion people would want to play a classic version Definitely. of. All right. Whew. New game releases for this week or most recent weeks um, include Lapras Cross Labyrinth, which that is coming out on Tuesday. PS4 and Switch. Sword Art Online Hollow Realization Deluxe Edition hit the Switch this past week. Um, I don't think that scored that well, so you may want to pass it. It's and, a shooter RPG. Okay. Like Mass Effect? Is it? All right. And then uh, the you might also want to pass on Wizardry Labyrinth of Lost Souls, which is just co- now coming to PC after being on console for a while. So, Wasn't that a PSP game? Uh, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was um, PSN store only or something like that. I remember downloading a demo of it and not being very impressed. Maybe the PC version's amazing. I really don't know. So... Uh, Xseed's putting out the PC version, and uh, that's that's it. I didn't see any other RPGs coming up. Oh, no, it was PS3. Uh, Did you remember Persona Q2, or is that next, next week? Next week. Okay. June 4th. June 4th. Duh. Kelly's really excited. I'm really I excited. <laughs> Every I day I wake game. up and I log into Amazon to see if it's shipped. That's why waiting. I know it's June She's 4th. still waiting for it to get shipped early. All right, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for being on the show. Thank you to all of our listeners who made 500 episodes possible. Let's go for 500 more. Thank you, Pascal, Jonathan, Alice, Anna Marie, Kelly, and you, dear listener. Thanks, Dale North, for the music, forecast for the encoding, people who's contributed to all the shows along the way, like your Olivers and your Ethoses and your Mannies and your Lucifers and your Zoltans and your um, Mac Storms and your... uh, Mistiana and Noodle and uh, Brian and uh, Oliver and Adrian and who am I forgetting? Oh, had so many people. people. Jonathan and Phil and I don't even know who else. Just so many people. Oh, as as an ascended as an ascended fan, I I gotta say thank you very much for making such a great show. That's probably entertained a whole bunch of us during very crappy times at work. Um sure we all appreciate it and i can't wait to hear more and be part of more yay so we'll see you next week until then enjoy playing those games that maybe you already have already since it doesn't look like the new release is all that great we're kind of in the pre pre three drought so um get ready for some announcements (laughs) coming up and uh maybe some games to hit coming mid-june um yeah i'll see you next week until then i need to go uh win a fashion contest so chop (laughs) chop girl (laughs) 
Oh yeah, the exterminators are coming. Yeah, we're gonna kill some bugs. Bye bye. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. The exterminators. Happy podcast (laughs) anniversary. Let's go kill some ants. Yeah. There is no exploration in Metroid.